scored a fucking beauty shootout goal tonight. Oh, yeah. Just had me just, had me just squealing. Just squealing at it. <laughs> Couldn't help it, man. This comes in wide, coming in with speed, get the get the, the Patrick Kane-esque hands going. Yeah, it's the beauty. Love to see it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Hoser's Panel. This is episode 7. My name is Tyler Kropman. I'm coming with, coming at you with two of my buddies. We're going to talk some hockey here. How's it going, fellas? How's it going, Taylor? Oh, doing pretty good, Ty. Thanks for uh, calling on me first. Loving the hockey this week. Lots of big moments coming. And, uh, yeah, another Hoser's Panel podcast. Buddy, jam-packed second week. We also got, of course, Mike Guy Potts. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, excited to be back talking the news, talking the scores, talking hockey. Yeah, buddy, huge week. And we have a mess, a dog's breakfast, if you will, in New York. Uh, quite literally, yes. All over the place, really. But it's, It is a huge mess. I think we want to start with um, with, with that, eh? Yeah, that's a, that's a good good place to start. Uh, for everybody like not aware, obviously, we're talking about Tony D'Angelo and the situation going on there. Um, young quite talented defenseman um, who just uh, doesn't look to stick on another team just because of attitude issues. Uh, Mike, you got more on that, right? Yeah, you know, a bit of attitudes, a bit of other stuff that, uh, that's been going on, a couple of rumblings. He's got obviously a bit of a checkered past yeah. uh, in, like, the CHL when he was suspended for some, I think it was, like, racial slurs against a linesman, I believe, oh, or a referee. Geez. Um, but yeah, obviously he was put on waivers a couple of days ago and I mean, usually if anybody gets put on waivers, they are, I think he was like top 10 in defensive scoring last year. Yeah, um, that's basically a pretty easy pickup, but, uh, it speaks wonders to his character and every, everybody's knowings of him around the league that, uh, he, he cleared waivers and not a single team wanted to bite on bit of a, uh, bit of a nutcase. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, as a Tampa fan, like, obviously Tampa drafted him 14th overall um, in, or sorry, 19th overall in the 2014 draft. Um, and I was shocked. They traded him, like, two years after they drafted him, and I was like, what are you, like, what are you doing? He's, like, he's young, he's a good defenseman, like, what's going on? And that was before, kind of, I was, like, in touch with, like, the behind the scenes of hockey. Uh, so it just goes to show you that like now two two NHL teams don't want anything to do with this kid. Well, uh, sorry, thirty one NHL teams don't want anything <laughs> to do with this kid because of his uh, his attitude and like what what he's like in the locker room. Uh, so yeah, it's it's sad for sure, um, but uh, I'm sure he'll find a job in Russia. Yeah, he was. I mean, kind of the things that led up to the the waiver claims. It wasn't just that he had a weird past. He had been very vocal on Twitter about supporting Trump, which is, I mean, it's not a, it's not a deal breaker. Like people have their political leanings and totally. whatever. I'm not, I'm not going against that or anything. Um, but then he just kind of, as the season was about to start, he was just going off about how COVID's fake and all this <laughs> stuff. And just, he's just, just re- tweeting like Kanye last day. He's just, just, yeah, just digging himself <laughs> his own hole. And then he finally deleted his own Twitter. Um, and then there's a, uh, a uh what's it called a fake what's a uh, a burner account fake account that yeah. uh mm. the is pretty clearly him 
Um, and it quickly gained like 5,000 followers because of the things that he was tweeting. And it was like, <laughs> like New York Rangers fan. And he, he's, he, they, or he claims to be the biggest Tony D'Angelo fan, but didn't follow Tony D'Angelo on Twitter before his account went down. But he did follow like the NHLPA, which is an interesting move for a fan. Um, <laughs> and just, just tweeted all this stuff about D'Angelo and shitting on the Rangers and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of quickly picked up. But uh, it seems like the very last straw was a couple nights ago when they when they lost D'Angelo and goalie um, Alexander Georgiev kind of gotten us in a, in a bit of a bit of a uh, misunderstanding, a bit of a kerfuffle, and uh, it led to a pretty good uh, skirmish in the locker room. And then it there's a bit of conflicting reports of who stepped in. Uh, the first report that came out was that Chris Kreider actually stepped in and broke him up, and then suckered T'Angelo in the face uh, nice. and then we can only hope right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and then it's now coming out that it was actually Keandre Miller um, and then wait that Keandre Miller suckered him or just no broke it they up? broke up the broke up the okay. little skirmish um, but yeah and then there, it's been a more more things come in with with Keandre and a story about how when Keandre Miller scored his first goal this week D'Angelo grabbed the puck out of the net like a normal veteran does, but he ended up withheld, withholding the puck from him. Yeah. Uh, which actually I've, I've learned that some some um, veterans actually do that now as a bit of a prank. Like, oh, they're not going to get it. Oh, I lost the puck, you know, like kind of thing. But obviously they get the puck in like an hour later. Right. But, uh, I mean, D'Angelo's got a bit of a past. He's not really much of a veteran. And yeah. uh, a weird a weird thing that kind of was brought to my attention today a lot of teams, including the Rangers, whenever somebody scores their first career goal, they have that that classic photo in the uh, in the locker room after the game, where uh, you know you got you got the puck in your hand, they're smiling, yeah, the, yeah. The, t- the tapes wrapped around it saying first career goal. Keandre Miller didn't have that picture taken. Uh, whether I mean it could be a couple of reasons, but obviously if if D'Angelo stole the puck and had a little bit of ill intentions, then that, that could. Uh, that that, that that could uh, lead to that for sure. Um, and then the Rangers had held a press conference today talking about, oh, you know, it, 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 it just happened to be that way. It was a loss, and Keandre was upset, so they didn't want to take the picture. They only had one social media guy on, on the trip, but there's plenty of photos. Like Kako last year, he, he scored his first goal on a loss. Um so that's not really much of an excuse. And then to go on the fact that there was just one social media rep there, one, that's their job. Like, that's literally yeah. their job is to provide content <laughs> what? to the world. What else is he going to do? They lost. Yeah. Um, and then second thing is if it's, oh, it's just one guy, so maybe he's not really in the locker room, doesn't get much that, that much access. Three days later, same road trip, Alexei Lafreniere scores his first. Yeah. He's got the picture. <laughs> it was it was a win though, Mike. It was a win, so I mean, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah, but, quickly, yeah. Uh, I'll just like I'll touch on D'Angelo there. Like his last year, he scored fifty three points in uh, sixty eight games. Yes, yeah, that was with the Lightning. No, that was with the Rangers. Oh my god, he sorry. never played a game with the Lightning. He was like oh, okay. he was traded way before. He looked great in the AHL with the Lightning, and then uh, he was traded. Just couldn't was crack the roster. To, he was traded to the Yotes. 
He was. So he really has yeah. bounced around, so he, eh? He's, oh, yeah, yeah he's that. been with three different organizations. Uh, yeah, and then obviously, like, yeah, two years ago, 30 points in 61 games, and then last year, 53 points in 68 games. Just signed, like, a four and a half or $4.8 million contract for the next two years. It's like, somewhat of a bridge deal, hoping that he'd improve and, and get better. And then, yeah, this comes out, and they wave him, and, and nobody picks him up. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, he's got a reputation for himself um, that, like, most teams aren't willing to kind of work with so and then of course their uh their president came out and did like an interview or a press conference or whatever i don't know how much you can really trust these words they have a very big interest of wanting to move d'angelo so they're not gonna shit down his throat yeah totally. and, and just totally out the player because then he has zero trade value you want to keep at least a bit of trade value they obviously still have an interest in him to, to get him moved but there was some really weird quote quotes uh, like he was talking about how the first puck was was kept from Keandre, and he's saying that the training staff has the puck and it's going to get built into a plaque and given to Keandre at whenever it's done. That doesn't say that he didn't keep the puck. Like he could have given him the puck yesterday. Yeah. And now they have the the puck and it, it's going to be um, framed. That doesn't really doesn't really say anything. And then he ends it with. Uh, what was said on the blog regarding a dust-up with these two fellas is completely wrong. To have Keandre Miller pulled into this is really disappointing, which I agree yeah. with. And then he follows it up with, to have Tony D'Angelo pulled into this is really disappointing. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you just wave this kid? Um, yeah, this kid's the best. You know, he's a great player. He's actually a role model to Keandre Miller, you know. Yeah, everything is completely false. Also, he's done playing for the Rangers. That came out today as well. <laughs> that's, okay, that's what I was going to say that. I saw that tweet. It was, it was this kid's a great teammate. He's a good role model. He's valuable to our team. Uh, also, he will not be playing another game as a Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, man. Like, I understand trying to keep, like, a bit of trade value there, but... Man, just going against your reports and like trying to pretend that this is actually all facts that you're just the, you're yeah. explaining. Like, come on. He's just putting on the, uh, the old DiCaprio performance, just trying to get rid of the guy. Right. It's just, just bullshit. Like, to to pull Tony D'Angelo into this is really disappointing. I'm sorry, Tony D'Angelo pulled Tony D'Angelo into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody else did it to him. So and where then, does this this cockroach end up? <laughs> like, where's he going now? I mean, KHL for sure. No, I don't think they sent him down. No, K, K, KHL, Russia. I'd be shocked if he played in North America. How do they do that? Terminate his contract? See, they can't, though. Because you can't buy him out? You'd have to buy him out, right? You'd have to buy him out. You can't terminate it because of, like, legal reasons that there might not be, like, actual reason for termination kind of thing. It's all built to, like, the CBA. Because of COVID. Not just because of COVID. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Get him on the serb. Um... Sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so most likely he'll probably just be like on the Rangers roster, but just won't be anywhere near the team. Like I know right now he's just hanging out at home until he gets traded. I don't think they would ever want to send him down to the AHO just to get that negativity around those guys, especially like if they have younger guys trying to grow. That's what yeah. I thought. Like you need to get – that's toxic. That's very toxic. Yeah, exactly. So you need to get rid of him. But I mean it's, it, he sounds like he's got a decent contract. What You said four and a half? Yeah, it's right around there. 4.8. 4.8 for two. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. He gets 
get goes through waivers. He's not gonna go to the AHL. Is he gonna stay in the Rangers? Like no. Yeah, he just he cleared waivers just to so they could try and get him off the books and just try and get him out of there. Oh, but I, I, I doubt he goes down to the AHL. I doubt he reports. Just then, yeah, just just to he... save that toxicity from the organization. Wasn't yeah. it like he was placed on waivers to then go to the taxi squad? That's probably, what I would have yeah, thought. That, that's, that's, that's probably what... what's going to happen. He's probably going to go to the taxi so squad. So he's probably just going to sit there for a bit and rot and think about yeah. what he's done? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he's Good. changing. Did you guys, did you see that uh, video that resurfaced of his dad talking in the interview from 2016? No. Is was it 2014 it? or 2016? No, yeah, I didn't it, see it either. It was basically just like, it was really showing where he got his past from and like all his, his upcoming upbringing. Like mm. Tony D'Angelo's dad is just going off about Oh, you know, if if uh, if if Tony's getting getting suspended from the OHL for the things he's saying, I should be getting suspended every day because I say I'm saying the same old words like every day, and the reporter's Jesus. like every day, and he's like every day, every day I say it. I know it's probably not correct, but that's how I was brought up, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that kind of that kind of makes sense now. We yeah, it's understand. like um, maybe maybe try and change that. I mean, just mm. because you were brought up that way doesn't mean that. That's an excuse, but anyways. Yeah. Kind of like the... It reminds me of like the Tiger Woods documentary that just came out. Oh, yeah. Kinda, I haven't seen it. I haven't got eyes on it. It like just goes into his past and like how he was brought up. I think like one of his ex-ladies is, is like narrating... Not narrating it, but like she's being questioned in it. <clears throat> and it just like talks about how he was raised and like what his dad treated him and like people around him like and... um. It's such a big part of of sports that are kind of missed is like the the role models and like the the people that like play that role for you outside of the locker room mm-hmm. play like the biggest part in like developing you as a person and as a player, right? So yeah, another it's, uh, sad stuff. Yeah, no just the last just the last point in regards to like that president's interview and stuff like that. Yeah. I think one of the main things when you're trying to discredit a true story is to attack the people that wrote it and like their credentials and everything. Because right. he started out by saying like, I just want to get it out there. There was this fan blog written and it's like, it wasn't just a fan blog. Like there's like at least one accredited journalist. They have like two other reporters, like kind of back, uh, fact checking everything. Plus they each have like five sources. Like it's, it's not just like some random guy, like Steve from Steve from uh, Brooklyn (laughs) has reported a little little WordPress story. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck Tony D'Angelo. A hundred percent. Fuck him. And I just wanted to say too, this is a perfect example of how, how it's a lot easier to, to, to make a, to make a hockey player better than it is to make him a better person, right? Like, you need yep, good yeah. guys in your locker room, and Tony D'Angelo, that you are not. So, I mean, it'd be, it's a story I guess we might see more of, but shitty story, man. Change your so true. Yeah. So true. You don't have to be the best player. You just have to be one of the nicest guys, and you'll get further than uh, talent will ever take yeah. you. So. He's no Andre Fleury, you know? Fucking guy's got a friend. Everybody's his friend, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, totally. And Keandre Miller looks like an absolute player. He seems to like already have so much leadership quality, and like he seems to be yeah. mature on his age. But it's just like, it, how old is he? He's twenty, I think. Okay, so young guy too. Pardon me. Yeah, because they all are on that. He's too. a rookie this year. He just signed his um, ELC out of college this uh, this off season. 
Yeah, he looks real good. He looks really good. And, uh, man, I, I, I've i read some things about the shit he's had to deal with throughout his life. And, fuck, man, it's, it's so sad that he had to go to the Rangers and deal with this. If there was yeah. anything. There hasn't been a lot of, like, concrete claims about them two specifically. No, but, but based uh, on how yeah. D'Angelo is and everything that's going on, you have to assume that, like, it's somehow tied together a little yeah. bit. Um, but, yeah, speaking of... We, we talked a bit in that story that Keandre Miller and uh, Lafreniere both scored their first career goals. Uh, I think we yeah. had three other guys score their first career goals as well. Uh, Tampa defenseman Cal Foote buried a Beauty rocket. Beauty of a goal, yeah. Um, as as we were finishing recording the pod last year or last week, uh, Ole Uolavi buried his first goal. <laughs> hey. And uh, Alexi Nep- uh, Heponiemi um, buried his <laughs> overtime winner. Same with Lafreniere. What Panthers. the fuck is his name? Heponiemi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad you took that. <laughs> um, I remember, was it? He was he was here for the World Juniors, hey Tay? He was not. Yeah, he yeah. was not great. No, he didn't look so hot. Him but, and uh, but, like. <clears throat> was it? Sorry, Finland? what team? Finland. Sorry. Finland. Pardon me. That's okay. Go ahead. Was it Yoki Haru <laughs> that also didn't look strong that World Juniors while he was in Victoria? No, Yoki Haru looked great. Okay. Oh yeah, it was Happy Nemi. Was... But then he got named top three. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he like didn't didn't do much. Like uh, Kako and uh, Lundell both like outshone him yeah. a little bit. While and then yeah, him Tolvanen and like Yoki Haru were the top three players of the tournament. Also, huh. you never mentioned Whatever. like in our stories podcast about you going to a big game there, but yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Hey, we can always just tack them on. Tack it on to the end of the pod if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for the end of the pod. Anytime. I might might have one too. It's a golden story. Um, (laughs) That was so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that was awful. Something else. Anyway. Um, And then for for Tendy, Stuart Skinner, and Jay Gottinger both got their first career dubs in between the the pipes. They had uh, a couple goals, a goal support. Uh, Stuart Skinner got eight goals in support, and Ottinger had uh, seven. Seven, yeah, nuts. So not a bad, uh, you know, when your team goes up five goals in the first period, you're you're yeah. a little bit of weight off the shoulders there. Yeah, pretty tough to lose that game. <laughs> yeah, I'd be shocked either way. All right, Tony Jonjo gone. All right, um, but yeah, just another uh, another first. We we started a brand new game fantasy oh. thing on twitter great uh, segue mike oh th- my god oh, thanks dude. we were talking about it before the podcast and we were like well, how are we gonna do this how are we gonna bring it in that was excellent i'm i'm very impressed been doing this for <laughs> seven episodes now i'm kind of a natural <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh, on our twitter at hosers panel we started a new pick of the day contest basically we sent out all the all the games for that day you pick one game you got to just correctly guess the score that's it just pick whatever game you want. Pick whatever score you want. If you win, great. You get added to the tally. And then whoever gets the most throughout the year will probably get like some merch or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll whip something up. We'll get you some dirty yeah. swag for the end yeah. of the year. So you rep the hosers panel. Show you're a winner. Yeah, we started. Yeah. We started on. Uh, we started on Thursday, so we've had about five or six days of this now. Um, first day, our boy Hemer gets the first game Raheem. right. Raheem ha- has well four. Done. Have four flames two, nailed it. Only person to get one right this week, so he's in the lead for, for all our dirty stuff. Good work, buddy. Keep it up, eh? We'll get some merch out for you there. You can rep it at the gym. I love it. 
I have yet to be anywhere close, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Just keep throwing them out there. Yeah. <laughs> I want some merch, too, so I'm going to keep playing. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to send it out. I just want to keep it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, if you want to join us, uh, just follow us on Twitter at Hoser's Panel. Basically, you can just send us a score every day, or you can just reply to the the post that we send out usually every afternoon. But yeah, just get them in before puck drop, and you'll be eligible, and that's it. We'll just keep a running tally for the remainder of the season. It's been a blast uh, so yeah, far. It has for sure. Lots of engagement. Uh, we love talking hockey with anybody, like we've said before, uh, and this just kind of gets us all talking. So. Um, yeah, love it. Keep it up. And uh, I don't even know how to segment into this. I've done my segue for the day. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Fiala got three game suspension. The saucy. Oh, Let's get into the saucy. Man. Just dive on in, buddy. Such a bad hit. Oh, just straight into the numbers of uh, Kings defenseman Matt Waugh or Matt Roy. I think it's Roy. I think it's Roy. Let's go with yeah. Roy. Okay. Yeah. But he's he's out with an upper body injury either way. He got three games. I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So too. Gross hit. I was kind of surprised it's, they went with three after Myers got none, but... It's so yeah. early before the boards. Like, he gets so low, his, his neck crunches right in. Immediate retaliation from the team. It's not a pretty hit at all. Like, yeah. It's completely different, too, than the Myers hit. Like, uh, not it's not open ice. It's not, like, head contact. It's, like... You, you're looking at his numbers and you still finish him into the boards and like neck cross check his neck into like in half basically. So I, I get it why he got three not happy about him getting three. Cause I'm a fantasy owner of his and uh, we count penalty minutes as a negative and he got like 40 penalty minutes. So uh, yeah, not great, but still I, I think he definitely deserved the suspension. It's yeah. too bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give her. I was just gonna say it's too bad because it really was. It's like like almost all of these always are. Like it it could have. He could have smushed him against the boards, but he hit him way too early. He hit him right when yeah. he was on his edge. It was and and I gotta say too, it it looks like uh it looks like he checks on him as soon as he hits him, which is kind of yeah. you know that that's a big that's a big difference maker. Can't tell if he's totally. checking on him or threatening on him or threatening him, but I'm pretty sure he's checking on. He's checking yeah, on him. he's checking for sure. It, you don't see like. These, these days in the NHL, there's not, like, the big enforcers or the guy that are, the mm-hmm. guys that are looking to, like, ruin careers because of somebody, like, being chippy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're mad at each other, obviously, but when mm-hmm. they do something like that, like, I don't think it's on purpose all the time. But you're right. It's a lot more clean hits gone wrong nowadays, isn't it? Like, totally, yeah. Pretty much. A lot more that case. Well, yeah. It was, yeah. like, it was like three feet away from the boards, and he followed his numbers the entire way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't... It wasn't uh, Roy turning at the last second. It wasn't like that. He was he was chasing his numbers the entire time. Do yeah. we know if, if Roy's okay? He stayed down a while. Yeah, he's out with an upper body injury. Um, oh, okay. That was Understandable. like Wednesday or so, Wednesday or Thursday. He still hasn't played, so he's he's been out for a couple games. Yeah, but I, I don't. I haven't heard anything of being long term. I just know that he hasn't played. It's interesting, like, when you watch it, another maybe two seconds, like, if Fiala doesn't bump into him or, like, hit into him like a couple seconds later, it's not necessarily as bad as it was. Like, he, it would still be hit from behind. It still probably That's would right. be mm-hmm. ejected from the game, maybe 5 and 10. But there's no, I don't think, a three-game suspension. But, yeah, because he hit him so early from the boards, it's it's dirty. Mm-hmm. Not fun. 
Oh, I saw the softest call. And I just happened to be watching TV, happened to turn on um, a NCAA game. It was mm-hmm. Michigan State against Wisconsin. And I just I just happened to turn on as that guy gets tossed. It was like 2% of this Fiala hit. <laughs> and the guy went into the boards like sideways. Like he got hit. Basically, his shoulder went into the boards first, and his head like yeah. clipped the boards a little bit, and they called it a five in a game for a hit from behind, and it was, it was brutal to say wow. the least. Like it was such a light hit. The guy was obviously fine, and they gave him two and like reviewed it and tossed him. No way. But then I got to see Dylan Holloway, uh, Oilers prospect, and Cole Caulfield, nice uh, Montreal prospect, on the yeah. same power play. They controlled like the two tips of the umbrella, and they were just firing away they scored two goals on the power play Colefield had an or Caulfield had an absolute rocket cheddar bob over the goalie shoulder short side yeah and uh he had like four points that game I think Dylan Hallway had 10 points that weekend it was it was nuts man he is gonna be such a welcome addition to Montreal they look so freaking good right now and they're just gonna add uh, like this bonafide number one sniper like I know get in there and just like, keep scoring goals like frick Good luck, boys. How does it work, though? He's got to finish his college? Mm. Yeah, so he, he basically has to sign. Well, he can't sign a contract until he's done. Like As soon as he's done college, he can sign. He How many years does he have? He, he, he can leave after any year. He just oh, can't yeah, he sign just can't a deal sign and play college. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So you just kind of like got to make the call whenever you're ready, I guess, eh? Yeah, once, yeah. once, they, once they sign, they're ineligible from playing NCAA again. Yeah. But Which he's makes at, sense. Like he would wanna if if I was playing college, I'd probably go back all four years to like do the best that I can and then sign a deal. Get the most out of it. Yeah, mm. especially him. Like he can grow into like his his body and stuff. At least take two years. I think what's this, his second year now? Yeah, this is his second. And he's he's lighting up the league, so I don't know if he goes back for his junior year, but mm-hmm. still him in Montreal when he gets there, whether it's next year or the year after. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be scary. Yeah, he put up like Quebec. Put up like Pacioretty sniper like prime numbers from back when he was in Montreal. Yeah, but I would say that Montreal's better than they were when Pacioretty was there. Oh yeah, like yeah, Pacioretty had no help. No, so scary. Could you imagine Caulfield and Suzuki playing together? Oh. Mm. No thanks. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Especially in the offensive end. Yeah. Potter, you really nailed Montreal on the predictions, too. Like, you're like, no, they're so deep. They look scary. They could score a lot. Man, their numbers are nuts. Their goals. Yeah. Like, they must be ahead by... I'm trying to find you. They must be ahead by tons. Man, they... I think, I think honestly, Jeff Petrie is the most underrated player in the NHL. Yeah? yeah he looks he, he doesn't incredible. get talked about ever, and he always puts up points. He's always... He's just everywhere. He's so he's so good. Yeah, he's definitely like they've got Shea Weber obviously on the back end, but uh, he's definitely the the number one guy there. Petrie, hey, he's like yeah. the go to oh, yeah. power play guy, go to well, uh, even so- shutdown. He's, like he's so yeah. good, yeah, so versatile. He finished eleventh in scoring last year for defenseman. Yeah, uh, and this year I think he's tied first with his performance tonight. Wow. Actually, I don't know if Quinn Hughes got any points. But uh, I know coming into today, I believe Makar and Hughes were both tied at 11. And uh, Petrie just reached 11 with two goals and an assist tonight. Hmm. 
But yeah, he's Nuts. he's so good. Um, but yeah, thirty three years old, and I don't know. Maybe he'll get the respect before he's done. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. Oh, to, sorry, like, never see mind. These that was, uh, never mind. I had the numbers what? wrong. No, you're dead on. Eleventh? No, Car- no, no. Eleven. Oh, last year. I last see. year. I thought you were talking about this year. John Carlson's in first with eleven points, uh, tied for first with Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, and Jeff Petrie. Yeah, he was. He, he finished Jeff Petrie's a plus ten. Nineteenth mm. still good. Oh yeah. In a super deep, best league in the world, nineteenth not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Definitely an under the radar guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, big time. Hey, boys, quickly, while we're just uh, want to touch back on some interesting hits. You guys see that one uh, Dylan Dubé on Colt Kinemi? Am I saying that right? <laughs> yes. Uh, close enough. I, I understood. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll, take we'll take that. We'll take it. We'll take it, we'll take it. Okay. Sure. Sweet. Pass. Um, yeah, I don't know. It happened so fast, but um, but he got decked. And it, I don't know. It, it looks like a check to the head, but it's like so not uh, so unintentional. And, and it looks like he crouches into it. So I guess I guess yeah. it was sassy, but yeah, it was tough. I thought for sure I saw it uh, the Saturday night, and I thought for sure he was going to be suspended. His head really uh, snaps back. It's scary. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's very similar to the Myers hit, no? Like yeah, similar. coming behind the net, you know, coming in one of those. Yeah, so it's interesting to see. Uh, yeah. Like, like the, those the, kind of hits, not get disciplined. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I thought, like, Kokanami was falling over. So I was like, okay, well, it's kind of unavoidable that uh, that kind of happened. But rewatching it, man, that's uh, that is a straight elbow to the chin. Yeah. I know. See, that's what I thought first was I was like, I was like, man, his his arms are right up in his face. But then when I watched it again, I was like, he does turn around. He does crouch probably a good six, seven inches right into it. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't really move that much. Yeah, that's, uh, I would probably think... Like a game I, would come. Out I of thought that? one game, just yeah. like to I think about it thing. But I also understand nothing. And you know what? Co- um, I don't want to say his name. Kokanemi was was okay after. Um, a little fluster on the bench, a little bit of a spaz after. But uh, you know, motivated him. He was okay. Played the rest of the game. Do you yeah. think at least a penalty would be given on that hit? <laughs> you would think so, but <laughs> yeah. Well, like watching the follow through, like Dubé's hands, like literally ride Kokanemi's like face to the ground almost so i think maybe if he like didn't extend it would be a little different but eh, i don't know he comes in hands together is what i like the most comes in hands together they're at his chest like you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't see him really bring them up he just like yeah that's that's the thing i like the most about it i I, because i I really thought they'd give him a game i love dubay how he plays so uh and his development so i want to see him keep going but i i don't know I, i could see it either way i'm glad they didn't yeah yeah, I'm sure you're glad. <laughs> <sighs> the boys are doing better. The boys are doing better. The Flames are looking way better, buddy. Yeah, big Happy. win tonight. Big win tonight. You know what? Oh, let's talk, let's talk about this. Uh, uh, Jake Muzzin, flipping the pocket Chucky. <laughs> oh, let's right. talk about it. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. Um, so, yeah, the game ends. I can't remember what it was, but about, about a, almost a full week ago, I think. Uh 4-3 victory for Toronto in regulation. They get one, I think, midway through the third or so. Maybe six minutes left. Something like that. And um, 
And yeah, the game's ending. Four seconds left. Uh, Muzzin has the puck in the corner, and he flips it right at, flips it right at, uh, right at Kachuk with when time expires, and Chuck snaps. He snaps and goes after Muzzin, loses his Bucky, and like, and the wires are crossed for a bit. Uh, interesting to see. I don't know why you you beat him in regulation. Why would you? And you like leave him sleeping. Why would you wake him up? I don't know why you would wake up, especially Kachuk. I understand he used to play in L.A. He used to play with Doughty. But I think, I don't know, I think it's so weird to try to wake him up. They don't play them for a while after this either. But they just beat them, I believe, twice in back-to-backs or something. I believe they beat them twice this season. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they do this. I was like, man, they got our number. We're not looking good. Another loss. And then I see that happen, and I'm like, perfect, perfect. You know, Matt's got motivation. He's mad. Maybe the rest of the guys can see this, and their fire can, can light up in their bellies because they need it. And from what we saw tonight and what I've seen since, I think that happened. Yeah, it just yeah, really weird for like for a one thing, weird timing for Muzzin to do that. Agreed. Like you do it after the game, like I understand I kind okay, I think it's kind of a dick move on Muzzin's point. I don't see the point of doing it and I think it's just like unnecessary. But I kind of I can see it more doing that at the end of the second than at the end of the game. Because then at least you're trying to entice a penalty out of a guy. Mhm. Totally. Like if it's like 3-3 after 2 or something and you flip the pocket Kachuk and he comes back and suckers you in the mouth, and then he gets two for roughing or something. Boom, you're on the power play to start the third period. Great. Yeah. But, like, doing it at the end of the game, he's not going to get any penalties. He's not going to get suspended. He's just going to – all you're going to do is wake him up. Yeah. But, like, also on Kachuk's side, like, as an agitator and a, and a guy meant to get under people's skin, he got very rattled very easily. I was going to say he should be the one doing that, not not the other way around. Yeah. He kind of just – I don't know if it, I don't know if it was the loss or, like, what, but – Dude snapped and then took it out on the what looked like a uh, magnetic water bottle holder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a combination of things. I think the rough start, um, <clears throat> the expectations that might be surrounding them. I know that's always hard for any Canadian team that's got expectations. Uh, yeah, pr- pressure's got to be mounting. And you know what you say is the agitator, and I think everybody's learning that you obviously just don't react to anything he does, and your day, your day is gonna be fine or you know pretty good. But if you, if you yeah. react, you give him anything, he'll he'll somehow get a. He's, we've seen so many missed calls on him just because he's such a. He somehow weasels so many guys into him. So, um, I love that no one reacts. And I was like, yeah, was, he's a great example. Like I was like, oh, like, the, he's almost off his game because he can't get under anyone's and under anyone's skin. Pardon me. And then when I saw this, I was like, I was so happy. I was like, perfect. Because I can't. I haven't seen that kind of Kachuk in forever. If it feels like like not this season. I haven't seen real emotion. Yeah. I haven't seen. And, and, I mean, you're going to see a lot more of the Leafs this year. So, yeah, I love it. Bring it on. And we need to wake up against them. Like, perfect. And we got the first Battle of Alberta this Saturday. So, yeah, couldn't have been a better time to wake our asses up. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that we haven't got one. And, like, Edmonton's on 11 games their season. And they're probably going to be, like, 12 or 13 by the time they get the first Battle of Alberta. That means they're squeezing 10 games into, like, 40 games. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. Give me all that just injected into my vein. <laughs> you know what, too? Um, I find it so interesting that uh, that we talked about back to backs, but like, what about the like the the fucking three peats, man? <laughs> there's a good amount of three peats out there too. Like, I didn't realize. Yeah. Like, there's a, quite a few. I think Calgary plays uh, the next two games against Winnipeg. They played them tonight. Like, that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, so, I, was, I, I was actually <laughs> just thinking about like seeing what you guys' opinions are on these like series, basically. 
pretty yeah. There's there's a few like four games. Like I know Colorado right now is in the middle of playing Minnesota four times in a row. Obviously Fiala's out for three of them, so that's a bonus. Nice. Um but yeah, it, I think I mean one, it's it's great for the game. You get quick rivals. Yeah. And then it really can show you how strong of a coach a team has by just like checking their systems and figuring out what's working and you know minor tweaks here and there for for games three and potentially game four mm-hmm. yeah it, it, wow. uh, it really it really can showcase a lot of different things and I th- yeah I, think, I re- yeah i really like it i think mike to your point it like it plays a lot on like the coaching system and like the the scouting of like the whole uh franchise and looking at that team and then going okay like they played us this this way this game we need to change it up this way for the next game to kind of like do something better um but also yeah like it's so fun the rivalries heat up like the um the one team loses poorly one night they come back and they like bring it and it's like a much better game the next night or like an opposite blow like i really i really am enjoying them i think it's a, a great idea it'd be something that i would love to see um next year where instead of playing like 10 games against like the eight teams in your division you play like maybe three like a three game series against every team something like that would be fun yeah i know it would be uh, over the 82 game uh schedule but that's just a, a thought, but it would be fun for sure. Yeah, I don't. It, go ahead. It's, it's got to be, I mean, potentially not in this year, but like for a normal year, it's got to be good for the players too because it's less travel, it's less wear and tear in your body. If you're totally. say you're going to Pittsburgh for three nights, you just play three games there, then you fly somewhere else, and you got another three games. Instead of eight flights in in fourteen days, you're looking at like four. Yeah, well, and even before COVID, like the players were talking about like reducing the schedule and yeah. like doing something to make it a little bit easier on them because I could only imagine like that is so difficult. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see something like this where fans don't suffer because they're still getting the same amount of games a year. Um, but it's yeah, a whole lot easier on the players. Yeah. And the players can go out you know, like, like I said, not in this year, but like in a regular year, they can go yeah. out and enjoy the cities a bit more. They can, they can, they can, they can, do a bit more live. activities you can and live. yeah they can live a bit yeah. more instead of oh we just got this game done it's, it's oh it's it's 11 o'clock let's board the plane we're flying at 12 30 we land at 4 30 oh we got to play again at at seven that night like i i yeah. can't i can't fly and land at 4 a.m and do anything the next day they got to freaking play an nhl hockey game yeah yeah well and and um it's not like they're not like away from home either like going going to pittsburgh for example, you fly there and you play a three-game series. You're there for maybe like five, six days. Uh, it's not like they're five, six days away from home now as it is. Like they travel all the time. They're on road trips all the time. So um, it wouldn't be that much of a difference. It just mean yeah, not no like late flights to early mornings to then like having a nap and then getting up and playing a game basically. Exactly. Instead of like you doing a road trip like Vancouver or a fly trip. But they go to like, oh, we're going to play Calgary, then we're going to play Edmonton, then we're going to play Winnipeg, then we'll fly home. That's our road trip. They do that three yeah. times in a year. <clears throat> now they just do, we go to Calgary, we play three games, we come home. Then we go to Edmonton, we play three games, come home. Then we go to Winnipeg, play three games. It's the same amount of time away. You're just yeah. saving the flights in between and having a bit more rest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the NHL can ignore what's staring them in the face, which is that like so many things, but like are different this year. Um, but you're really seeing these. These series being being uh, 
being really good games, these new rivalries heating up mm. fast, and I think I think we're gonna. And like you don't know what's coming next year. You don't know what. No one knows what it's gonna be like tomorrow. So um, I think like if it, if the divisions were to stay this way and stuff like that, like we could see the NHL and even the divisions just change so much. Like you might have to play your game differently because you're in the you're in the north or you're in the central. You know what I mean? Like yeah, um, it's I yeah, don't totally. Go ahead. Uh, teams teams in the east building for like high scoring, high flying. Uh, like you want to match the the caliber of play that you're playing against, and then teams in the north building like a heavier, like grittier team because that's what teams are mm-hmm. playing like. I just yeah. think that the it, it it pays to the um the entertainment value and it pays to the value of life, the quality of life that these players can have. I think it kind of ups both of them. They found yeah. a nice way to to do both there. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think they can take a lot from this year, and I hope they will. Is what I'm getting at is I think like a lot of this stuff should be very obvious and. And we'll see what how it how it shapes the NHL, but it's going to be interesting from here on out. Yeah, they ha- they. I mean, they have to see that the games are so close. Like we're getting so many overtime games now. Mm-hmm. Oh, overtime on Saturday, man! What did we have like six or seven of them? Something like that it was crazy. So, and like and like, man, like look at the star-studded action we got. You got a you got a. Let's quickly jump into those. We got a game winner by Ovechkin, by Crosby, and by McDavid. All the like superstars are led their teams to victory. Ovechkin is going to take the first shot of overtime in his first game back, and he's going to score it no problem. Yeah, like just and I McDavid, mean, all... what a spectacle of a game! Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say they all happen within like an hour of each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was. I was. I like, got off work and I was like, uh, I was doing the bar in the morning. I got off work and it was just back to back games, and I was like, oh, I'll sit down until like. I get a good break or something, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll go home and watch the rest there. And and man, it was like nonstop action. I had I had a game on my phone and I had a game on two TVs, and my head was just going like all over the place. I was freaking out, taking notes, and all oh, those OTs all happened so fast, man. Yeah, that yeah. was great. I was losing it. Yeah, it really is like with the schedule and with like how close the games are and the parity between the all the teams that are playing each other. Like it really is like a, an NHL fan stream. Really, like every game is close. Like even if the the team that's like last in the division plays the first team in the division, like it's it's a close close enough game. It's not guaranteed a blowout, right? So it's yeah, it's fun for sure. I'm surprised you didn't see uh, McDavid's goal from the urinal there, Ty. No, not in this one. They got no, no TVs in the pissers here, unfortunately. But. It wasn't date night, Mike. It was yeah. just, no. uh, it was just it was sitting at the bar. This, this, isn't, this isn't the place I take the lady. It's just where yeah. I work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I just jump into something uh, random here. Um, oh, I want... Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, shit. No, okay. Um, I was going to say... Um, Elliot, fucking Elliot Moose in Philly. Is he going for the starting job? <laughs> yeah, because Carter Hart's been dog shit. Hart's not looking good, and like, man, he he looked great in his. I think he's only played two games. I think he won on both. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought if I were the Flyers, uh, Alain Vigneault, uh, and I had uh, one goalie who was young and uh, supposed to be really good and playing like shit, and I had one that was older has. Like pretty good has had a pretty good career there as like the mentor. You want to throw him in, right? Give Carter Hart something to work for. Can't just go back to him, even though he's been absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just because he's touted, it's tough because like you want to get Carter Hart back into the the mojo and and uh, yeah. performing well, but it's also fifty six games. Like every loss yeah. stacks up. 
I mean, if Elliot's rocking, like right now, he's three zero and zero with a nine thirty two save percentage. Thank you, Stackhouse Pots. Yeah, here for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, how do you not ride that? That's kind of where I'm at. It's it's like it's gonna get interesting, and it's and it's so perfect for them because it's it's like that's the perfect motivation for both Hart and Elliot, like both guys that gotta want it, and like exactly. you're on the same team, you're a duo, you gotta want the best for each other, so. You can, you know, try to reach this goal together and both work at, um, just work at being a better team. And especially, it's been, it's especially nice to have the older guy be able to take the reins, I think. Yeah. It, it's nice that they take the pressure off the kid. It's going to be okay, buddy. Like, grab some bench and fucking take some notes and come back hard kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I like it. I, 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 like, I think it's, I think it's good for them. And thank God he's stepping up too, because they, they need someone yeah. too. Yeah. Well, like, I, apparently they're pretty close and, uh, I can only like Carter Hart was basically thrown in like they they drafted him, uh, they signed him, and then as soon as he's with the team, he's like pretty much the starting goalie. Like mm-hmm. there was no there was no like grooming or of any sort with with Philadelphia. So um, yeah, I think it, it's kind of a, a like back to reality here, bud. Like you're what twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. Uh, time to like maybe sit a couple games, let somebody else get get some of the net, and like it's all right. You're allowed to have bad games, but like figure it out a little bit here. So I'm all, almost certain his game will elevate, but like yeah, it's just so oh, nice yeah. to, that he can buffer like soundly while the team is kind of taken care of. That's super lucky. But yeah, yeah. it's not it's not like they're gonna bench hard. They're not gonna play Elliot every night. Like they just slowly no, you towards a, you, yeah. you slowly creep towards like a fifty fifty split. And I think Elliot's the perfect guy to have back there because he knows he's a backup, right? Like, he's not going to be yeah. like, oh, if I have a good season this year, then I'm the starting guy there for the next five seasons. Like, he, he mm-hmm. knows his role. And yeah. it, it just, they just, uh, yeah, they just work together and just slightly compete off themselves a little bit. But, I mean, they both know their role and they both know their role going forward. It's just getting Carter Hart's game back up and Elliot kind of staying at that level until Hart, uh, Hart gets there. Agreed, yeah. They're yeah, looking forward Thanks to Thanks for bringing more. that up, Ty. Oh, buddy, I got lots. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, man, did you guys see the reverse retros they brought out this week? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was just going to bust that up. Busted out a couple. Okay, I like... Oh, it's actually... Some of these you look at on, like, for the first time on TV, and, like, your brain's just going wild. You're like, I don't like them. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, was up, yeah. I was up and down so much about them. Um, I really like the Minnesota ones. I started no, and then I was yes, and... The yellow's a little weird, but I like it. The bright yellow like number. I love them, yeah. man. They're snazzy. What makes it for me is when, whenever I look at the front logo, man, yep. with in, instead yep. of the red, it's got the yellow. Oh, my God. That is gorgeous. Um, yeah, they the, do look good for sure. How many How many did we have this, this week? It was... Uh, so we had the Rangers and... No, they haven't. I don't they think they have. They played Buffalo twice, and they didn't wear them. So Pittsburgh debuted theirs today, Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah the oil, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. Very, very plain, and like I think it's a step down. But go ahead. Yeah, um, the Leafs and the Oilers played against each other, both wearing the reverse retros. I yeah, like so them. Cool. I don't mind them both. I, I, I don't know. I, hate, was, I hate the Leafs one. I wish Toronto's was better, but it's a while. It, it doesn't dark, do anything. Dark gray and dark blue just don't need to be on a jersey together. No. Yeah, agreed. So, I love the Oilers one. I think it's. Oh, Simple, nice. but great. Very nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously the Wild debuted theirs at home to Colorado. So Colorado actually wore their home jerseys because the uh, Wild jerseys are white. Which was or white. Right. That's, that's, that's nice. pretty cool. But, yeah, I I, uh, 
I like the Islers, the uh, the Oilers one. Well, I think I think most teams now have released their schedules, and they're wearing them about six or so times a season. Oh, sweet! Yeah. So we've we'll seen uh, we've we'll seen a few of them. They're really. I don't. Know, I, I kind of like the idea. First, like front man, it was so nice to see it on uh, on Minnesota. Every time it was on TV, it really popped. Yeah, I saw like the McDavid's goal uh, in the reverse retro against the Leafs. There, like there was a nice highlight, and I saw <laughs> it, and I was like. Man, who did the Leafs play again last night? Like, I thought the shoulders were red, and I was like, they didn't play the Devils. They didn't play the, like, they're not <laughs> playing a red team. And then I was like, oh, shit, the reverse retros. Okay, it makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, both, I, I would say, like, I I don't love the Leafs, but both the Oilers and the Leafs popped. Like, they, they were definitely different, definitely noticeably different. And, and I think it's a great look for the NHL. Like, you want to buy, you want to get, like, fans to buy stuff like this, right? Uh, oh, the totally. more you come out with, the more that people are going to buy them. So. Is this, can you just picture McJesus, like, getting in the locker room, grabbing his sweater, just like, and be, just talking to it, like, ah, we're going to do some highlights tonight, buddy. And, like, putting, yeah. on, <laughs> putting on that sweater. And didn't he just, ob- didn't he just obliterate the Leafs that night? Yeah, Isn't that when he, yeah. Oh, my. End to end. Goes around four guys like he's, like we're watching him on the Otters again. Yeah. Um and, and yeah, this boys making uh, men look like boys. Pardon me. Uh, Muzzin literally was the last line of defense, and he put two arms or one arm right around his shoulder, just nice little hip opener, and he pops around the goalie like, like the guy <laughs> didn't even touch him. Puzzle the Crosby hip open. Yeah, man, what a goal! What not a even, not even his best performance of the week either. <laughs> no, God, you want no. to get into that right now? Yeah, I mean, might as well. The Sens have lost eight in a row. Oh, but they're oh seven and one in those eight games. So the NHL NHL like site will show a losing streak of six because the OT loss was the second game of that. Yeah, that's so bizarre. Man, I saw a great tweet. It was like anybody looking at the NHL for the first time needs to be explained that there's five different like streak <laughs> categories. It's like winless, pointless, um, lossless point, point streak, win streak. And there was another one. It was like because there's like wins, and then there's like OT losses don't count as losses, but they can sometimes. And then there's yeah, like full out so losing weird, streaks, man. and then losing streaks with OT loss streaks. It's it's a nightmare. Just go to a three point system, people. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, Ottawa is the absolute tire pumper of the NHL. Dude, <laughs> at least the North Division. They're just like dude, look at look at for the Canucks. The Canucks are in ruin. They're getting like. They're getting like eight or seven fucking six six goals against every single night. They're just getting worked, and their next two games are against Ottawa, and they just shoot them, blow them out the water. Like, and it's so funny. Like everyone's complaining about the numbers from the best players, uh, Besser, um, Hugh, and I don't think Hughes as much, but Besser and Pedersen a lot. And then they play these two games, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, they're producing. That's it." Like blah blah. blah. And I was like, "Oh man, like that's great." As soon as Ottawa's in town, you can just get the media off your back, light them up. <laughs> yeah, and then they play Montreal tonight and absolutely get worked. So yeah, yeah, back, yeah, back to their regular form. Back to your regularly scheduled program. We're going to yeah. lose every game <laughs> by a lot to Montreal. Yeah, they made the second worst team in that division look elite. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah. And then obviously the big game on Sunday night, the Oilers playing the Sens. 5-2 after the first. Or was it 5-3 after the first? 5-3, oh I think. 5-3, yeah. Five, eight goals in the first. Yeah, 5-3 after the first. 8-5 eight, uh, eight, finale or final. Uh, McDavid had five points. Drysdale had six assists. They both yeah, had nuts, they both had dude. three points in the first six shifts of the game. Yeah. 
McDavid just, scored his fourth point 12 shifts in. Yeah, just... That's ridiculous. Unnecessary. McDavid, McDavid is... Has fourteen career four point games. Drysaddle's got ten. <laughs> um, he's got like, I think, what was it, what was the number for five point games? He had like eight or something, and oh, it was like Drysaddle's third or something. They said it during the game. I can't remember what it was. Oh, dude, just multi point games. McDavid's got one thirty, and Drysaddle's oh. got one hundred eight. Like just multi point oh. games. Like holy Christ, man! Oh, this was yeah. gonna be. We're not we're not doing the hosers auction this week for buying and selling. But I had one, and it just came back to me. Yeah, go. Um, McDavid and or Dre said it will hit 100 points this year. Oh. Man. <laughs> I think that was going to be a snap yes by Ty, and then he rethought it. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I think they both finish mid to late 90s. All right. Uh, if he wants it, he gets it. If he wants it, he doesn't get hurt, he gets it. I, I, I don't think they hit 90. I think one, one might get like 88-ish. But, man, that's a lot of points in 56 games. Yeah, like so you, you, many. You go on a cold streak of, say, four games, which, I mean, is probably unlikely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the yeah. looks of it, yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's basically we're saying almost two points a game. So if you go pointless in four games, that's eight points you have to make up on top of the two points you need to get in those games. Doable. Doable. Doable for Jesus. I mean, yeah, it's fucking doable. definitely not out of the uh, out of the picture. Eleven yeah. games played, twenty-two points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's on pace. Nuts. He's on pace, boys. He's on pace, easy. How many how many games left have they got to Ottawa? You get Plus seven of those each. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just wait. Yeah, <laughs> Connor McDavid gets in the locker room, cracks knuckles, talks to his reverse retro jersey, and then just goes out and fucks up like Ottawa, like. 14, 14 one. It's gonna look like, gonna look like, gonna look like a Team Canada game, just like, just like washing them. Fourteen one. Connor has twelve assists. Jimmy Stew is just Jimmy. Jimmy Stew has just got tears, like yeah. just just screaming down his face, no emotion. Oh, Drysaddle nice standing beside him. Drysaddle <laughs> yeah. standing beside him, consoling him because he feels bad because they're both from Germany. But... Arm around him. Hey, that that picture yeah. was nice. They got the German boys out there for that. Yeah, yeah that was that was a good one. Oh, what were you going to say, Mike? I cut you off. You uh, oh, I was just saying uh, Jimmy Stu had a great shot last night. Great great goal. Yeah, he's going to be good. I think he probably should have started uh, the year in the AHL. Who's going to score more goals this year, him or Krill? Kaprasov. Oh, Kaprasov. They both have three? Both have two. Two. But I think Kaprasov will. Kaprasov, because think... he has a better team, I think. But I think Stu's going to get more, more time. Could, could surprise us. Yeah, I think Capra. I mean, uh, just jump right into it. Kaprizov looks amazing. Every oh, time he touches dude. the puck. I hate that I like the Wild, but like, goddamn. Yeah. I, I, who expected that? They're one of the most fun teams to watch, and oh, it's all like, him. It's it's yeah, it is all him. It's crazy because like yeah, we talked about this before, but every year they're so boring and they're so defensive and they're so structured, and then this year they just have like. Even last year, Fiala, Fiala looked fun, and it was like, okay, like I could kind of see it, but like never turn a wild game on. Uh, and now this year with him and Kaprizov, it's like, oh boy. Like, you know who they, wild, you know who they the are? The Wild are playing. Yeah. They're, they're the Islanders of the West. Yeah, dude. It's so true. I will watch an Islanders game because I will watch Matt Barzell. Because you watch yeah. Barzell do his magic, yeah. And every time I turn on a game, I'm like, every time I see him touch the puck, I'm like, man, I keep forgetting how good this kid is. Yeah. It's the exact it's, same thing with Kaprizov. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Well, well put. put. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, should we should and we jump into COVID stuff? I was pretty, just pretty gonna say yeah. Minnesota. They got a couple guys out themselves. They're missing Matthew Dumba, Zuccarello, <laughs> Alex Stalock, and Feligno. Yeah, Feligno. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, how bad was that? Come on. Someone bail me out. I'm just laughing in my face. Feligno. Savages. Feligno. Feligno. Felino. It could stick. It could stick. I'm just <laughs> seeing could. how it sounds. I'm just seeing how it sounds. So I go ahead. I might just stick with Feligno, but go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, Car- Carolina obviously had a bunch of their games postponed. They should be back on the ice tomorrow uh, with a lot of their guys coming back. I mean, they've, they've been back, but a lot of those guys should be coming back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, after, I think, four games got postponed. Yeah, uh, but the news. Vegas. This, yeah, this this week was uh, mainly about Vegas. They had this is a, this is a weird thing. So on Tuesday, all their coaching staff couldn't coach because of like COVID exposure, COVID protocol, whatever you want to call it. I don't understand how if you're on a road trip, how you c- can play that game with all your coaches out. Like coaches are around the players, right? Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Like that's. Anyways, so their GM, Kelly McCrimmon, had to be behind the bench. I tweeted out, bet the Blues, because they're going to be gripping their sticks a little harder with the GM breathing down their back with how uh, how movable those contracts are. <laughs> and they ended, up, they ended up losing. Nice. Gripping their sticks. Um, and then they had their next three games postponed, so they had St. Louis's game on Thursday postponed. And then today, February 1st, or yesterday, if you're listening to the pod on Tuesday, um the first and the third against San Jose, which was supposed to be the San Jose's home opener in Arizona. But now those Aww. are canceled. So unfortunate. They should we, be able no, to no now, desert sharks yet. No, no desert sharks. They should be able to go back home. I believe I was reading. They should be able to play their next scheduled home game in San Jose. Yeah, that's I, I read that as well. So Oh bullshit. Are we gonna see them have any fans then? I guess not. I guess not. All I that, wanted to all see that unfortunate. All that debate Maybe it was for just nothing. A, yeah, it was just a. Uh, <laughs> they they just canceled the game simply. Vegas doesn't actually have anything wrong with them. There's no no COVID scares there. They just canceled it so that San Jose didn't have to play in Arizona. Yeah, they had three coaches and a player. I think was all that was needed. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, big news dropping on Monday or today. Uh, the Devils. And yeah. Their next let's... three the next three games all got postponed. They now have. 10 players in or 10 people in the COVID reserve list. Their um, entire lineup, basically. Yeah, a lot of their. You guys. got the list? It's a lot of people. I have it somewhere. You got like Blackwood, um, Andreas Blackwood, Johnson. Yeah, Blackwood was already on it. He's been gone for a while, yeah. but I mean, he's been gone since January 19th. Like, he's been gone a long time. Like, he's still gone. Um, well, it's about two weeks or so, so he should be. I mean, obviously, he could be back, but. He's not going to be back because they're yeah. not back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mary's out. Uh, Zajac's out. Zach, I think yeah. Zaka. Zaka's out. Um, uh, so we got Aaron Dell, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Travis Zajac. They were already the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it adds Paul Mary, Andres Janssen, Pavel Zaka, uh, Michael McLeod, mm-hmm. and... Um, Yanni Kukkonen. Right. Yeah. McLeod looks good, hey? Did we touch on that? He's got like four goals this year, I think. Yeah. I, uh, 
he buried he buried two in the last game, <clears throat> and uh, we got a great Lindy Ruff clip for that. Yeah, but, uh, play it. I'll do it in a sec here. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, Eric Comrie got his first win for the Devils. Uh, Mikey McLeod scored two goals in their last game. But man, I want to talk about Ty Smith because this kid is a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's so Im- good. impact player instantly. I, I can't remember if I talked on the podcast how I've loved him since his draft. Like I remember, yeah, oh, I think I, oh, I you definitely certainly have. Him. Yeah, okay, he's my boy. Um, but man, he's just he's lighting it up. He's got eight points in nine games, I think, this year. Um, and like only two of them are on the power play, so he's been getting it done five on five. It's not just cheap like tap over passes on the on the on the power play to Jack Hughes or anything. Yeah, he's definitely like first in Calder than the Calder race at the moment. Hey, man, him Kaprizov. Yeah, I I don't know though. Like Hoglander, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely up there. He's got three goals, like a couple assists. Yeah, those three nice goals. Some nice goals. Three guys that we did not talk about when talking about the Calder (laughs) predictions show. Hoglander was was one of mine when I talked about the Canucks. I said he could get the Calder if this power play pops up. Oh, well, look at you. Actually, actually, (laughs) good work. Sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I just had to get that in there. Um, uh, also on New Jersey, man, they're missing so many people. What they're doing, they're missing their fucking starting goalie for half a month to start the season. Like, geez, what they're doing is insane. And, well, they're missing in, their number one center as well. He shows out. In the yeah, t- he sure yeah, hasn't played you. a single game. And this is, like, let's keep in mind that how much did we stress how hard this division is? Yeah. Like, he's, like, hands down the best division. You're facing fucking Crosby and shit. Ovechkin every other day. Like... Very, impre- very impressive, man. It's 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 impressive. It's fun to watch. Uh, I want um, my highlight players. One and two are is uh, is Jack Hughes for one and two is Miles Wood. Man, love what I'm seeing from Miles Wood. I talked yeah. about how we talked about how fast he was a uh, pot or two ago, and and man, he scores an absolute buzzer beater in in a game against Buffalo this week. Um, the, someone dives and chips the puck up. He, he whips in, grabs it out of the air with like five seconds left. I'm up neutral zone and speeds around the, the, the defense. Like they're just standing still and, and man, just to get the shot on and, and his own rebound and Barry with, I believe 0.6 seconds left. Points, just yeah. a, just a smile of a hockey player too. guys. A fucking yeah. looker. I love him. Like four, four teeth missing. I love it. Oh yeah, and he always just looks happy as shit. Like he's just always got yeah. that grin out. I love it. I'm um, pretty sure I, that pass was uh, Yanni Kukinen. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there well done, nice. well done. Beauty pass. What an effort. And honestly, man, that's just getting a stick on it. Like that's my pass in ball hawk. That's just getting the pass. <laughs> Miles Wood Air Jordans that and throws it down and then takes it the whole way. What a beaut, man. I, I, he is so fun to watch. 44 on um, on New Jersey rocking the A. Love it. And Jack Hughes, man. Let's talk about him for a sec. This guy is so incredible at protecting the puck for his size. It's insane yeah. how well. Like it's crazy to see people check him and knock at the puck, and they're like a foot taller than him. It's yeah. crazy. Like it's it's, we- it's weird to watch, and he'll go through like three guys. He'll just like grind along the boards, and he's got control. And he- it takes two or three of them to to I don't know, even pressure him. Like I I'm I'm amazed, man. The, he's beefed up. The big thing with the kids coming into the league now. Is obviously one their 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 speed, but their edges are so strong. Mm-hmm. They can like obviously they do like the opening of the hips move and, but man just just the edges the way they can sharply turn but stay balanced and stuff. It's uh, I mean everybody's just doing the same the same hip openers and yeah it's uh, yeah that that Macar play oh 
that Makar play at the blue line where he like grabs the puck, goes one way, like opens his hips and is like all all of a sudden on the other side of the zone. Jordan Green and, like, like touching the far boards, yeah. Yeah, nuts, <laughs> dude. And and like that that's the thing these days, all these kids, they work on that. Like they spend so much time on like developing themselves and developing their skill and and like how they move the puck, how they work with the puck, how, like it's not it's not the same as it used to be where like the team strategy was like the focus as as much as like the skill right like skill skill was never uh like the number one focus and now i feel like it's it is very very highly focused on so uh, and you can see it for sure oh, absolutely one more uh, thing i, I was oh sorry go ahead, Margo. no no I'll, I'll end with the uh the lindy ruff little sound bite sure pardon me uh, i was just gonna say that jack hughes one thing i think you're gonna notice if you if you watch him play is uh He's got extreme is the puck control for sure, and he's got extremely exceptional forecheck and backcheck ability. With his yeah. skating, that active stick, he surprises everybody. Just sneaks up on you like fucking nothing. Like holy shit! And he's just like he's beside you, and, he's, and he steals the puck, or, or he's at least got a stick on you like out of nowhere. It's so it was so funny watching him in that in that Buffalo game sneak up on everyone, and they're they're not always playing to speed, but like ever, but. Um, but I don't know. I'm, it's a, it was amazing, man. It was, it was it's amazing to see that he he creates he's a turnover machine. Kind of reminds me of Marchand. He's an absolute pest in that, in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But just uh, just for the soundbite, <clears throat> a little bit of context. So Lindy Ruff, this is a post game in the room, kind of uh, celebratory of a win speech. Um, this was after their their last game where uh, Michael McLeod scored two goals. And uh, Comrie got his first his first W as a, as a devil, kind of like we talked about. But this is this is this is Lindy Ruff keeping it, uh, you know, keeping it keeping it light in the room. You know, he's 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 obviously the coach of the Devils. He knows what he's got, and there's no expectations on them. But but they've been a fun team. But yeah, here's 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 Lindy Ruff. Mikey's first two-goal game. Oh! Uh, PK's first game without being minus. That's a lot of miles from today. What a beauty, man. What a legend. <laughs> man, Holy that is so crap. funny. <laughs> just like, we just like a little bit... <laughs> A little bit under his breath, you know. Like I don't want to say it too loud, but like hey, you know, PK's first game of being a not a minus, and just. <laughs> I think I think that's one where you really the delivery is important. You can you can hurt some feelings. I think you nailed that. That's so funny. That, that is, was great. Just the oh in the room. Everybody, yeah, no yeah. one saw that coming. And I mean, yeah, nice little speech. I like that. I like that a lot. Man, yeah, that was. That, yeah, those are the best locker room speeches like that. Like the yeah, you really yeah. get the boys going, gets them all together. So for for the coach to come in and chirp one of the guys, one of the like big leaders in the room too. Like that's yeah. so funny. It's it's and like it's it's gonna be like a little bit. It's a bit of a wake up call. Like you know, if you're Sue Ben. It also oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been so bad. He's like, having a in the rough last few years. So a rough year, especially this year. But yeah, but yeah. yeah <laughs> he can, on. He on can't the really job. love the comment, but hey. No, it's so funny though. It's no, great. I think I think that's yeah. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> it's not really right. <laughs> but I mean, if you if you know your players right, then you know what you what they can take. Yeah. yeah. True. 
Yeah. Just boys being boys, you know? But, uh, I mean, I, I think a team we haven't really talked about, and they are start, starting to, uh, I, mean, I mean, you'll wait and see. They haven't really <laughs> got any talked about, but, man, they deserve the credit. The only team without a regulation win now. The Florida, Florida Panthers. Panthers. Nice. Well done. I was just going to bring somebody up on the Florida Panthers, oh. Mike. Who do oh. you got? Mr. Carter Verhege. Yeah, dude. Long time, not long time, like two-year Tampa Bay Lightning, or one-year Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. He played fourth line for him <laughs> last year. Uh, absolute, like, bottom of the team. Obviously, Tampa's got a very long, uh, large depth chart, so... Didn't play a ton of minutes last year. He had, like, what, 13? Yeah, 13 points in 52 games last year. Um, And not 52. He played 52 games. I think Tampa played, like, 67, 68. Um, He, the other, like, 16, he was scratched. He wasn't hurt. He wasn't anything like that. He just, like, he didn't fit into the lineup well. So Tampa, he was an RFA this year, but Tampa let him go. Florida signs him. He's got seven points in six games playing with Barkoff and Anthony Duclair this year. And five goals. Yeah, five goals in six games. That's nuts, dude. He looks so good. Uh, he's still only 25. Uh, he's going to be uh, a player for sure for the Florida Panthers. Kind of like want... the next Jonathan Marcheseau. That's yeah. what we want. Speed, excitement, scoring. I mean, for the Panthers to be 5-0-1 and nine different guys have scored their goals. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. They've had two defensemen, and that gives them basically their top six and top pairing have, have scored, and that's it. But, yep. uh, yeah, Verhege is a five. Horkov is at five as well, and nobody else has more than two. But they're just yeah. getting um, done. Uh, also, I had just one note on a player here. Uh, Patrick Hornquist, what a fit. What a fit he has been there thus far. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good trade. It's yeah. perfect, man. They get they get a veteran who can score goals, who's been on a winning team. I love that, man. I love that fit. I wasn't sure how it would do, but I'm pretty sure he leads their team in goals right now. And points, I believe. Yeah, or, yeah tied. Yeah. yeah, tied with Verhege at five for goals, and then them two and Barkov are both tied. Or all tied. And Huberto. Seven. And Huberto, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, love it. These guys are doing good, playing, playing good hockey, pardon me. Yeah, and to be able to like push that Matheson contract out of the system for a player like Horncrist to come back is is actually nuts. Like they they got so much value for what Matheson provides and is making. So yeah, mm-hmm. that Bill Bill Zito making that trade that's a, that's a nice trade. Um, I mean, we could probably talk about it now, but uh, the GM on the receiving end of that trade. Oh yeah, uh, Jim Rutherford. Uh, Let's go. Steps away from the Penguins as their as their general manager for for personal reasons. He said, "I think he said it wasn't medical, at least in, yeah. in terms of his medical." So uh, that's obviously a good thing. When it, kind of a weird exit interview where he said that um, he he's not retiring. He might look for something in the off season, like kind of like he thinks something's lined up for him. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Super interesting, and like it's it's bizarre to kind of have a, a GM step down like in the middle of a season, right? Like maybe a, if you know that like maybe you don't want to stick with the team or you don't want to continue, and you don't have somebody like looking to hire you right off the bat, um, you'd stick with that team at least until the year end. What if they win a cup, right? Like yeah. they're still there, and like like 
you could get the ring, but at this point he doesn't. Um, I heard some speculation that uh, he left because he wanted to cr- trade uh, Chris Letang, and the owners said no. So, interesting. Uh, yeah, definitely interesting. It'd be I'd love to like find the scoop on that. I have no idea. That's just kind of what I I read a couple things it was. I don't know if the sources are credited, but it would be so it like that makes sense to me when thinking about it. So definitely. And now, um, obviously, the Tang's injured. Yeah, it usually is. Like yeah, like uh, <laughs> I think I tweeted it out earlier. It's just the Tang's injured, and it's uh, just just it's finally the start of the season. The season's here now. Yeah. Um, but just currently on the Pittsburgh's back end, that's injured. They have Latang, Dumlin, Ricola, Pedersen, and Matheson all injured. Yep. Like, how are they ice? Like, John Marino must John be playing Marino. 53 minutes a game. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Especially. He's, he's got the Russian gas. He's like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the clip from, from Monday night or tonight, but uh, Cody CC's taking the buck back into his own end and is stick handling straight towards their goalie. And, uh,. As he's like trying to make a cut, he never he doesn't really try and move at all. He's just he's just going straight towards the Smith, and basically as he's at the top of the crease, the puck bobbles over his stick and it gives the uh, the Rangers like an easy shot. Like he just hmm. he, like his controller died, but then as soon as he lost the puck, he's like, oh god, I gotta do this. <laughs> oh my it's god! Like it was sucks. such a weird play, and God, he's yeah, Cody sees he's back. <laughs> Man, I I like I thought he looked promising in the, in the start of his career, and he's just like so worse every year. Yeah, he was. Man, he was, so oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just gonna say, in like NHL's probably fourteen to sixteen, Cody CC was the one guy. Anytime you do a GM mode, you trade for Cody CC because he's got low elite potential and like no and trade, trade value. value he yeah, would, yeah. He would. He would <laughs> He would always go so to like an right. 87, and it was just like, all right, my yeah. start. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. Awesome. Man, okay, so John Marino played 30 minutes and 30 seconds Jesus. tonight. And then uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph played 26-14. Uh, and then the next highest was Crosby at 25. Um, yeah. And then like the next highest D-man was like 14. <laughs> I mean, at least they're giving Joseph some time now. He was the first rounder from Arizona that got traded for Phil Kessel, I believe. Yeah, correct. And uh, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, so hopefully they can have something because yeah, they got five defensemen out, and that's a uh, basically their top six with Marino. So yeah, yeah, he's got four assists plus three in six games. Yeah, not bad. Yikes, not man! Bad I do got to say, while we're on Pittsburgh for a sec, uh, <laughs> Gensel looks better than ever this year. He, like, what a player, honestly. Um, just want to throw that in there, and then Casper Kapanen. Uh, I like him on this team. I like I like that he has a bigger role and he can take the puck for more of a more of a run when he wants to and stuff. I think he will do good there. Any, any, yeah. Any other players on the Pens that you're uh, either enjoying or not liking their tie? Yeah, there's the one specific guy I think that you've uh, mentioned a couple times. You're not impressed with. Yeah, it took me a sec there. Yeah, Evgeny Malkin, man. <laughs> he is fucking dogging it. I love taking him in fantasy because he's a one-man, a goal machine. Like, he can usually go end-to-end, do it all himself, gets a lot of shots. Like, uh, he's always usually all over the score sheet every year. And, I mean, like, you play playing Crosby, et cetera. The power play is so good there. He looks like crap this year. He's a teddy bear. He's getting, like, tossed around. I got to gotta do this because then, you know, he's going to get the bump. But, um, 
But he looks so bad, man. And, like, honestly, I'm seeing him get knocked off the puck by people that are so, like, falling right over by guys that are so small. Like, I don't know if he's injured or what's wrong, but he is absolute trash. Like, does anyone have his stats? I'm bringing him up. Cause it's <laughs> yeah, t- t- 10 games, a goal, four assists. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? Oh, sorry. He's so annoying. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I thought he was such a good pick in fantasy this year, and he's, like, I'm just flabbergasted every week. I'm trying to trade him, and, like, mentally preparing myself to do so because it's like extremely yeah. hard to watch i'm i'm you setting did. an alarm on my phone right now to bet him to score one goal and two goals in their next game <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the ties curse is, why, is coming is back and you, i'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna profit well, off of it make sure you tweet it make sure you tweet it so everybody knows yeah. maybe maybe we can give him give him the up is that why you forced it out of him, Mike? Because you wanted a for sure guaranteed no, no, no. bet for I next, mean, the next game. <laughs> it's just insider trading is all it is. Yeah, fair. Nothing wrong with that. I don't uh, even know when they play next. Every game is postponed for them. Yeah, true. Oh, that's right. Uh, speaking of absolute goal machine, you're saying that Malkin's usually a goal machine. Hit it. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin uh, oh tied God. Mike Gardner for seventh overall all time in NHL goals. He's now got uh, 708 goals in oh. NHL. Jeepers. How are you, Alex Ovechkin? Yeah, so, and I think uh, next on the list is like 710 or 712 or something like yeah, that. It's pretty so close. he's not, yeah, he's not too far behind number six. So, yeah, the Pens don't play until Saturday, so. We'll be, we'll be delaying it a little bit. There you go. Um, what we got next year? Uh, Hoser's big three. Oh, yeah. We, we want to get right into, into, that. into that. Sure, let's do it. Um, This week, <laughs> you don't got a lot to choose from. I think it's I think it's pretty standout, eh? Well, we just uh, quickly touched on last week. It kind of fell apart, but... John Gibson had an incredible week last year or last week. Yeah. Uh, and then like follows Oops. it up on, was it Monday or Tuesday with a 31 save shutout? And it's just like, <laughs> okay, maybe, game, yeah. maybe we should have taken him. And then he gives up three goals in like four minutes to start yeah. against St. Louis. So Fell apart. Brought it back. Yeah, we kind of, right a little bit. We kind of like messed up a little bit there on Instagram. Hey, we like posted a, a nice funny meme about John Gibson and how he should, should have been in our uh, hosers big three. And, didn't like introduce the hosers big three as like this new thing that we were doing on instagram yeah, you know we're so, new <laughs> yeah exactly we're learning still so i'm sure uh, everybody's like what the fuck do they mean by big three but that's <laughs> fine uh, so we're gonna have a nice post out this week uh about it with uh, our big three for this week um but yeah i just wanted to touch on that <laughs> um yeah. ty you want to get us going here uh, yeah, man. Like, I don't know how you don't pick Connor McDavid this week. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just, he's just been a human highlight reel, uh, except like ex- more than normal. And and his his number his numbers are crazy. How he's a minus two this week is beyond me. I mean, he's on the Oilers. I guess there's always that. But eight eight power play points this week. Gee, yeah, jeepers. that's so nuts. That's uh, that's uh, yes, your one. That's Ty a good month right there. I don't know. Eight, I just, go eight, ahead. Eight power play points. That's a good month. Yeah, normally. <laughs> like, honestly, he's got it in a week. Yeah, it just speaks for itself. Like he's just having yeah. all this season, and and this this week's been so fun to watch. Like, I hate the Oilers, dude. I'm a diehard Flames fan. Always have been, but like, it's so incredible to watch him and like whenever he's on, especially. 
I love watching McDavid or, or Crosby or any of those like greats, even Kane, like when they're in but the Canadians are better. When they're in like a big city or a city they grew up in or a team they grew up cheering for or against, they fucking put it on and it's so fun to watch. Him and uh McDavid in uh Toronto is always just such a treat. Yeah. Man, if I played in the NHL and I got to play against Tampa, fuck, I'd light it up. It'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just the amount of times I've seen Crosby play against either a, like a really good friend or like yeah, a- any of the Canadian teams, and you can just yeah. see like he just like wants to put to put on this show, and he yeah. knows he did it, and he doesn't sell it, but he just gets this dirty smirk like he doesn't like oh my god, <laughs> I just did something that dirty, and everyone yeah. in Canada's gonna love it. You want me to go next day? Yeah, go for it. All right, I'm not taking an Oiler. I am taking Canucks goaltender Thatcher Demko. Nice, great uh, pick. Demko 3-0 this week with the one goals against uh, nine save, 971 save percentage. I mean, he played the Sens basically the entire week uh, with one game against the Jets as well. But I'm just going to chuck some stats out from one game against the Sens. The first period of the game, the Sens had 24 shots. <laughs> one period. Uh, 10 high-danger scoring chances. Yeah. And they got 2.57 expected goals for. Basically, if you if you don't know that stat, it's everywhere on the ice, and they basically calculate how far away they are from the net, uh, what kind of shot it is, like a slap shot, rebound, wrist shot, anything like that, um, and it gives it a, a decimal value of how likely it's supposed to go in. Uh, so, like a rebound in front of the net might get like a point four expected goals for because forty percent of the time it goes in. That's kind of how they calculate it. So, it, getting expected goals of two and a half in one period is is nuts. nuts. Yeah, because uh, that's essentially usually a team is supposed to score two and a half goals that that period. Um, yeah, two and a half, two point five seven goals uh, expected goals for in one period. The Canucks led the league in odd man rushes given up last year, and obviously they were successful because Markstrom stood on his head. They lead Ew. that stat category again this year, and <laughs> Demko is a big reason of why of why they're still having some wins because for sure Holby why, yeah, Holby is not they? doing anything. <laughs> Oh why they beat the senators? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> huh? yeah I was going. I was going. No, why they win? Why they win any game is, is yeah because Demko's is uh is, Fair enough. as long as he's on his game he's he's standing on his head but yeah Demko is my hoser star. Nice. Hey man, gotta, gotta love those Ottawa tire pumpers, man. They'll they'll yeah. stats for you. Um, <laughs> so they just do, they'll dominate the Canucks defense so the goalie can pad the stats. That's how yeah, bad Canucks yeah. defense is. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, say. What's yours? Oh, uh, mine. Uh, man, Oilers fans are gonna hate us. I mean, we picked Connor, so like they they yeah, have some. Yeah, you Tyler pick Connor, the fucking <laughs> yeah, ahead, yeah. The, the Flames fan picks the Oilers, but uh, obviously uh, Leon Draisaitl looked amazing. I, I'm not picking him this week. Uh, however, he did do really well. Shout out Leon um, Draisaitl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am going with a defenseman from nice. the Boston Bruins. I know. Who. Charlie McAvoy. Stud. Uh, yeah, six points in this week. Uh, somebody who, like, super unsure of going into this year. Um, needed to really kind of step it up. And Matt Grizzlick looked like he was going to kind of take over that first power play spot. He's obviously been out with an injury uh, or on COVID protocol or both. Injury. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, obviously McAvoy's kind of stepped it up. Uh, 
five, one goal, five assists in, in this week. And uh, it's kind of exactly where uh, I think every Bruins fan, every fan of uh, Charlie McAvoy wanted to see him when he popped into the league. And he just hasn't gotten there yet until now. So uh, I'm going to go with, with him. He's he's progressed so much over the last couple of years. Yeah. He's, he's kind of on the same like climb as Dougie Hamilton. He doesn't get a yeah. lot of recognition, but um, like top, top tier defenseman in the NHL. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and, so and just shines yeah. even more now that Chara's not there. Hundred yeah. percent. Time to step up. Time to step to the plate. And uh, and like he's just so good at getting shots through too. Like I like the yeah. way he quarterbacks the point. And to your point, uh, him being similar to Dougie. Uh, yeah, two of the, like two of the best in the game right now. I think at just making sure the shot gets to the net from from the blue line. Um. Also, fun fact. <laughs> Since we were talking, we just talked about Gino too. Um, I was, I was, I sent, uh, I was talking to the Hoser's panel, trying to, trying to check on a trade. I was looking at this week. It was gonna be, it was gonna be Malkin and McAvoy for Shea Theodore in by fantasy, and the boys were like, "Don't do it. You're gonna regret. <laughs> you will regret that." And yeah. like I obviously feel crazy for thinking about doing Gino and McAvoy, but both started a little slow, and and I needed one to pick up, and thank goodness McAvoy did, and didn't make me feel totally bad about it. But yeah, yeah, Classic. essentially McAvoy could get to like a similar realm of what Shea Theodore is producing in Vegas. Maybe not this year, um, but then to give up Malkin as well, who is like d- performing super poorly and could pick it up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the value there for sure. The other, the other half was not. It was great. it was just a scoring explosion of of Vegas that like you, you never can be sure of when it happens. Yeah. It's like holy, sh-, you know the numbers are just fucked. So only and plus my D's just hurting. But yeah, you know we'll see. Gino, come on. Fair enough. I don't I don't know if it's just like the the fan in me, but I feel like we haven't really talked about the Avs that much other than the predictions. Mm, let's get into it. I don't think we, well, not since yeah, not since the beginning. You're right. Anything you anything you got for them? Oh yeah, they got hit by the injury <laughs> bug hard this week. Here we go. Um, so Matt Calvert, I think we talked about him last week, but his tinted Two visor. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Pinky. His pink visor because of all the concussion problems he's had. Uh, apparently they kind of flared up a little bit, uh, and he wasn't feeling himself, so he's out for a little bit with, um, I guess you could say concussion related issues. Um. Their, their fourth-line center, Pierre-Edward Belmar, took a weird knee-on-knee collision. Uh, just Yikes. Just a fluke play. Um, and then they lost Fransos, their backup goalie, and Eric Johnson, both out. And then last night on Sunday, uh, McKinnon went down, or didn't go down, but he just never came back out for the third period with a lower body injury, and he's, he's day-to-day. So it's... Uh, the Avs got hit last year with the injury bug very hard, and hopefully this is not the start of something big. Um, hey, at least you still got that that goalie in there. Um, yeah, but that I was mean, your biggest concern going into the year was the the goaltending health. How about everybody else's health? That's yeah. true. But I mean, they have they have the depth to do it. So, I yeah, mean, McKinnon, McKinnon's only the one that that uh, is potentially dangerous. Yeah, because he's the he's the guy that makes everything go but everybody else is replaceable especially with the way Byram's looked yeah dude mm. it's uh he's only it, got room to grow too so it, it's funny watching Byram and Makar at the same time because like Byram obviously is an incredible talent but Makar is like 
probably 30 times better at having the puck on the offensive blue line. Like, Byram kind of just grabs it. Obviously, he's a rookie with, like, six games experience, so you expect that. But, like, McCarr grabs the puck at the blue line, and his feet are just running anywhere he wants to go. And that's kind of how he scored his goal last night. It's just the the incredible feet and edges and and, uh, edge work that he performs. But, man, him and... Him and Sammy Gerard, they're both kind of just getting the leash, just letting yeah. go on them. And Gerard looks so good. He's got what, like yeah. six assists or something? Something like that. He's up there. Yeah, yeah, he's looking good. And the thing is, like with the, with these guys, they're not just offensive players. Like they have good defensive skills. Like uh, yeah, like Gerard plays the PK a bunch as well, which you wouldn't expect out of like a five nine guy, probably five yeah. eight. Uh, and then, like, Makar's defensive numbers, like analytics and everything, are, are very strong uh, compared to Quinn Hughes. And, <laughs> I mean, compared to anybody, but... Fair enough. You just love Dog and Quinn Hughes, Dude, though. he is so bad in his own end. Just because him and Makar were compared, like... They were not called a race so close yeah. that year, yeah. So it's just funny to see how blown out of the water he is by him now. It's, uh... At least defensively. I mean, yeah, like watching Quinn Hughes is basically like the, watching the Canucks in their defensive end. Everybody just puck watches. Oh, my God. We had a doozy tonight, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but Quinn Hughes always seems to be the guy standing beside the, the far post. Like a guy's in front, and he's just puck watching, and then it goes in, and he breaks a stick on the net. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I had my guy. Nobody there. <laughs> nobody there, yeah. yeah. Nobody beside you. I was covering guy three on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're ah oh man, they're they're really tough defensively. It's not it's not looking great, which you guys called from the beginning. Their defense is just rough. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it really was down to like how the goaltending would perform too. Obviously, mm-hmm. Demko's been stellar, but Holby, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, Mike has been poo. So Drop, dropping the ball, which um, I mean, it's just like Holby last year. Like it's not yeah, it's not like yeah, Holby past couple years. Surprise. Yeah, the decline. Yeah. A new team, Canadian division, you know, Tyler's hopes and dreams, but obviously it's all wrong. Um, let's talk about the Canucks for a sec, though. Uh, Hoglander, man, with a B. You see that goal he scored, that beauty? Uh, one or two games ago? I can't remember who it was against. And his diving pass, too. Must have been. Oh, yeah, the diving pass was insane. He's, this guy's such a highlight reel. <laughs> I think we talked about the diving pass last pod. I think it was live. I think it was live last time, but we didn't. We definitely didn't talk about this one. He like, he he wins a puck battle and he chip, he gets it into the, into the offensive zone, chips it around the defender off the boards to himself, beats the guy so clean, and then as the team goes to the net, not even they go to the far side of the net, and he kind of just like has a guy all over him, smacks it toward the net, it goes behind it, I believe, and then a player like. Somehow it ends up like way over the back of the net, and he just goes to the front. He's not even squared up to it, and he like backhands it out of the air about like three and a half feet yeah. off the ground. Dude, what a beautiful goal and a one man effort! Like he did that whole thing by himself. Basically, he's another one of those players that like it, it's crazy to see him get around people. Like he looks so small out there. Yeah, like you said, Ty. Like he is a well, skating highlight reel. Like every yeah. every offensive play that he makes is just so fun to watch and like so creative like literally performed the michigan or like the lacrosse goal like three times in the swedish league like just nuts man so yeah definitely uh fun fun to watch 
He's just fancy. Like everything he does is fan- is just fucking fancy looking. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, speaking of Michigan goal. Uh, yep, uh, I yeah, I said that. Sid, Sid tonight. Yeah. Unreal. Tried it on the backhand, and he the was like, hand, like, bitch. like a inch away from tucking it under the crossbar. Side so, of the net, I think he hit, eh? Yeah, so clean. Yeah. So clean, and he just hits the side of the post. It's so so unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, it looked real good. Just love to see it. Like, I yeah. saw that and just grinned so big. So, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, another, uh, like, kind of unexpected stat for Hoglander. Go ahead. Coming into, I think it was going into Sunday's games. He was top two or three in uh, successful puck retrievals after a dump in. Hmm. Oh, like, I believe like, it. Good like stat. A, like a player dumps the puck in. Like forecasting or for forecasting. 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 <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, the weather for the next <laughs> ten minutes. I'm on your ass. <laughs> oh, Yikes. that's dope. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, I believe it. He has like, I think he was at the time he was at thirteen or so, and the leader was at fifteen. I can't remember who was winning the stat, but yeah, just uh, another stat guy plots. Uh, quick. I like that one. Nice, I, Mike. Love it. You can see it's a it's a it's a, a skill, a specialty of his, just to yeah, just to get in get in deep and, and just win those puck battles. Yeah, interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought to say that. Mm. Okay, so he I have him on uh, one of my fantasy teams as well, and in the league we track takeaways. He is leading my team with ten takeaways. The next closest is six. Oh, yeah, nuts. Um, I can't, this is, there's no segue to this, but I have the weirdest story out of the KHL. Hit it. Okay, maybe not the weirdest story, because the KHL is a little fucked. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably pretty normal over yeah. there. <laughs> so, I don't even, uh, Dynamo, Dynamo Riga, that's the team. Yeah. Uh, they had to cut defenseman Jordan Murray after he reportedly went into the Avgard Omsk dressing room prior to a recent game and stole one of Ilya Kovalchuk's sticks for a souvenir. <laughs> and what did they do? What did they do? They cut him. They cut him. <laughs> and he went into the opposing team's dressing room? Yeah, to steal one of Kovalchuk's sticks. To take a, sticks. Game, a game stick. Did he get it? I was... Can we get a picture of him with this stick? Just yeah. happy as fuck, please? <laughs> Or sad, either one I'll take. That's so good, man. You don't think like you, if you if you ask Kovalchuk in the warmups, be like, hey, can I get one of your sticks after the game? You think he'd probably say yes, eh? You no, imagine? he's such a big timer. Absolutely, and I really wouldn't even acknowledge the kid. Didn't you? Wouldn't you think you'd want that as a big timer to be recognized, though? Not in Russia. That's probably why he went back to Russia. He's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go here, make six million, and play hockey. I see what you're saying, but I mean, I could see either way. It's so tough to say. That's so funny. Man, can you imagine having that conversation with him, telling him he's cut after that? <laughs> he's like, uh, sit down by him. He's like holding the stick in the locker room. You're like, ah, like put your hand on yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> hey, buddy, it's a nice stick. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, it's worth cut. losing your job for. <laughs> Could you imagine he goes out in the game using Kovalchuk's stick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steals it before the game and then he uses just, he it. Just, he just lines up with him on the draw. Hey. <laughs> Like your That's curve, great. like wings, yeah. wings at him. Yeah, like your curve. The uh, the, the good news is, uh, for Mister Jordan Murray, he didn't take long to get a new deal. He signed in the uh, the Swedish league, which uh, with HV seventy one. So oh, there you go. He's still getting his pay, but uh, yeah, it doesn't say if he got to keep his stick or keep Kovalchuk's stick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe they're just one of the poor teams, and he was just trying to grab any stick just because they needed a spare. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He didn't want to buy his own sticks for the KHL. Yeah, the, the, the team doesn't buy them sticks, so yeah. he went to the other team's locker room and stole one stick. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody's just grabbing him out of like a, out of like a, out of like a trash can, and there's none left. And then yeah. the guy's like, "No, he could go to the next locker room." Kovalchuk's got it. He's got steal one of his. Yeah, he brought him over from the NHL. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Oh yeah, your uh, your boy Johnny Hockey is now riding a, an eight game point streak, longest, wow. longest longest active streak. He's got six goals and four assists for ten points in that uh, eight games. Nice, nice. Like that, big, like that. Big shit. year from him. He, he needs that too. He had a pretty shitty year last year. So yeah. How close uh, is he to contract year? He did. He two? does need that. It's coming two up. It's got a couple years. Yeah. I believe Monahan's got one more year on his after, but um, yeah, we needed him to, to do better, to look better. It's like it was starting to look almost like a little shaky, like it might be panic time a little for the Flames. They've they've definitely panicked in the past and traded away big assets, but um, so I was really hoping that wouldn't happen. Um, and of course, I knew that Johnny Hockey just recently got engaged in the offseason, so was hoping for the bump. But I'm glad to see it scored a fucking beauty shootout goal tonight. Oh, yeah, just had oh, me so just nice. had me just squealing, <laughs> just squealing at it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it, man. This comes in wide, coming in with speed. Get the get the, the Patrick Kane esque hands going. Yeah, it's the beauty. Love to see it. Yeah, it was so nice. I thought for sure he was going backhand shelf, and he tucks it in five hole. It's ooh. Yeah, makes so many yeah. moves, beats him backhand, and then just when you think you see the shot, he does does another one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I kind of want to talk about Goudreau. So yeah, he's in his he's in his second last okay. year. So last year's his uh, his final year of his six year deal. Um, but I'm, he's a, I'm he's, worried. He's a UFA at the end of the season. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of talk that he's going back to his hometown, Philadelphia Philly. Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, Man, they need a hero. So, it, go ahead. Do they trade him then? Does Calgary trade him before they lose him to free agency? I don't. Think or does can. he pull a JT and say, "Oh, I'm going to resign in Calgary," and then they they would have John, to. John John Tavares, you, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you you cannot me. let uh, Goudreau walk. You can't. You can't let him. Any I mean, any big free agent at like mid twenties, <sighs> mid to late twenties, you can't let him walk. That's it's especially if they're like over point per game, leading the team. Like, no, you can't do it. Depends, right. It depends uh, on where they are in their standings too, right? Like if if Goudreau says mm. for one that he's not coming back, then for sure you move him. But yeah, if he's agreed. like still on the fence, which I mean Tavares was like, I, oh yeah, agreed. Um, I, but, I don't I don't know how you move him. Like say they're winning the division next year at the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean yeah, tough spot. Yeah, there. agreed. Uh, I guess I don't think yeah I don't think you can if he's performing. Just because of the kind of player he is, it's pretty tough to trade that. And like yeah, like Potter said, unless unless you know that he's not coming back, it'd be a different story. But then yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay. That's one of those players I just don't understand how you can sleep at night and give up on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's Go true. Ahead. Okay, so hypothetical, he playing Unreal. You're like first or second in the division uh, by the trade deadline next year. And for sure, one hundred percent, he's not coming back. What do you do? Where, where, where are we in the division? Sorry, uh, first or second? First or like second? Like top two. Ooh, yeah, I think you trade for the future. I would think, but depends on what you're getting back. But 
Yeah. That's what I mean. It's got to be a trade for the future. You can't trade them for, like, a guy for this year or next year and that's it. Or It's got to be a th- thinking forward. Yeah, I mean, they, and, they could probably now. make a trade for a guy. Like, say you could get a middle six 22-year-old player so it's not fully just for the future because you're winning a division right now. Yeah. But like a like a Jack Roslovic. Uh, that what you're talking about? Better than or that. Or better, okay. Yeah. Like uh who are we looking at here? Joel Farabee. Joel Farabee kind of type. Yeah, go to Philly. There you go. Maybe trade for like a Joel Farabee. I think obviously it depends on how Farabee <laughs> progresses the next two years, but Yeah. Yeah, like if you're talking about just getting younger, you need somebody with term. You can't trade him away for a guy who's a third liner with one year left on his deal. Yeah, and there's agreed. no point in grabbing him. It's just just fut- go futures. But yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, especially with uh, the rumbling starting a year and a half early that he's going to Philly. He's the most skilled player I've ever seen on that team, and it's it's just too it's a, <laughs> it's a trade away a player like that. Your name's on it forever. Like you know what I mean. Whatever he does, yep. people are going to think about that trade. So it's it's a very very big decision and like n- not one you can take lightly at all. So yeah, yeah to, to trade him, you have to have, you have to be so sure to trade a guy like that. Oh yeah, that's one. Yeah, thing. and and I guess like if you know, uh, like if Calgary knows for sure he's not coming back, other teams probably know for sure he's not coming back to Calgary. So the value for his his trade value is probably a lot lower, right? So other teams are probably not willing to give up much more or much of anything to get him if they think they have a shot at signing him. Uh, the next Depends. Year. Look at Hall, like, though. The way Hall bounced around like that. Like, every, every yeah, fucking year, they, they send Hall somewhere just to a contender, right? That's true. Because he's probably not going to resign. But, like, yeah. also, if, if... I mean, like, most likely, if he's not going back to Calgary, it's probably to go to Philly. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, so going that, home, the quiet, the quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so that also hurts his trade value in terms of another team thinking, oh, we'll just pick him up as a rental. Maybe he'll like it here so much that he'll want to stay here. Right. If he's already made up his mind on Philly, then you know it's a for sure rental. True, but we're speculating. Of course, nobody knows that. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but like well, that could also, hurt his trade value even more. Yeah, and also like you look at the Taylor Hall trade, like the, specifically the one from New Jersey to Arizona. New Jersey didn't get that much back. Like definitely not. No, but they were handcuffed. Totally handcuffed, though. Exactly. What are you gonna do? Exactly. Exactly. I I think they made the right move in trading hall because he wasn't gonna resign there. But at the same time, it his trade value was a lot lower than what it would have been if, uh, maybe yeah. But it'll be the exact same situation if if what you if what we say is true and he does say he what doesn't want to go to, he's going to Philly for sure yeah. that's where he wants to go exactly. and it'd be the exact same thing like you have to get rid of him etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Also, just to speculate a tiny bit deeper, um, uh, people have been saying for years like he doesn't look like the same player like what's going on with him and then I think the past two seasons we've been seeing a lot more f- flashes of kind of the old him and these highlight goals and. I, I don't know. It's 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 it became easy to kind of tune him out. Like he wasn't he wasn't eye popping for a while, and, and he would seem like a different player. And a lot of people were saying there was things going on in his life, totally speculating, and it's just rumors. But people were saying didn't know what it was. Thought it could be 
love life or something. Uh, and then, I don't know, and I hadn't heard anything other than that. So I was like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but maybe it's that. And then um, he's been, he did pretty well last season. He was doing okay. And then this year, his numbers are looking great. And uh, yeah, I knew he got engaged in the offseason. You never know. Could give you the bump. Could just perk you up. So, I mean, and obviously all, all our uh, Flames fans are fingers crossed for that. So, we could yeah. we could see we could see a huge turnaround this season. Like I wouldn't be surprised. He's a young player. He's got a tremendous talent. Yeah, can't he count looked, him out. He looked pretty bad last year. Like he didn't look great, um, but he didn't look terrible. Um, but I'm happy. I'm super happy for him. I'm happy to hear that he uh, he's doing well this year and like ten points in what eight games or something like that. Like that's awesome. But yeah, when it's on and off the ice, what a difference it must make, you know? Totally. Yeah, you definitely always want to see players succeed. Like, we're never like, rooting for anybody to suck. That's for sure. No, it's just interesting. Except, when except you, Tony uh, D'Angelo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Man, that's uh, all good. I was going to say, um, uh, isn't, have you guys noticed how Simmons is looking pretty good? Yeah, he's just chucking his ass in front of the net and picking everything up. Yeah, but like he doesn't even look that bad with the puck. Like as no? far as if you look at compare him to all the other guys they've had doing his job past like three years, he skates and he stick handles circles around them. Like it's it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not very pretty, but he's hard on the puck and like he he does the job. Yeah, it's because he went somewhere where um, first of all, like all of the pressure is on Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, like those big four, mm-hmm. and then the secondary pressure is on somebody like either Morgan Riley or Joe Thornton coming into this year because, like, they need to perform. So he's, like, the very bottom of the list for, like, people to shit on in Toronto, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, like there's really no expectation there. Like, they signed him and they're like, eh, like, okay. So for him to even, like, remotely perform like he can, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think it's great. He's been playing really well. Yeah, like, Honey Badger down low. Picking up the loose pucks and mm-hmm. doing well in front of the net. So, yeah, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, it just surprised me. I don't know. I've seen him in on a lot of goals. Always out yeah. there with the boys in the power play. And and it's I'm happy to see someone in that role doing so well for them. I'm glad they deserve that. Yeah, he's got uh, 10 games, 3 goals, uh, no assists, uh, 2 goals on the power play, and he's a dash 6. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think uh, I got one other story that's non-hockey related, but uh, nice. any other it. any other hockey news before we we send her to that to wrap it up? Mm. Sam Bennett mm. wants a trade. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, right, Sam Bennett, and uh, who's the other one? Um, Victor Mete. Victor Mete. In, that's in right. Montreal, yeah. That is right. Two like depth pieces that could go somewhere and maybe make an impact obviously Bennett was a very high pick um controversial high yeah yeah Mr. Can't um, do a pull up yeah, yeah I was gonna say like come on yeah it's a big story um, but yeah I think him and Mete honestly could go somewhere and uh do something right like perform a little bit better than they are now definitely yeah. Mete he's not he's not getting any time so yeah Mete, Mete's good oh who was the other one um we didn't even touch on this, but uh, Vince Dunn. Oh shit! Vince yeah, Dunn wants out wants of St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, uh, or the, it was I, he might not even be wanting one. They they might just be shopping him. Yeah, something like that. But he yeah. is expendable for them. For yeah, sure. I, I don't know why he's so good. 
Yeah. Uh, his underlying numbers are incredible. He's offensive. He's defensive. Man, I, I take him. Yeah. It's unfortunate that, I mean, it's great for St. Louis that they brought in Tory Krug, but it, like, took the development as an offensive defenseman away from Vince Dunn, so. And they also signed all their bottom guys to big contracts. Like, Falk came in and instantly got a big deal. Yeah, and yeah they kind of just, they just They just cap-strapped himself. Like, they barely were able to sign him this year, and they signed him, like, first week of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, mate, man, whoever gets him is... They're probably not going to yeah. pay full price for him, and they're no. going to instantly win the trade. Pittsburgh should definitely uh, make a go at him. They need some help. They're a team that's always active, so active in the trades whenever the team isn't doing well, which is one thing I always yeah. admire about them. But it's a new GM. It so is a new GM. But who knows? Yeah, I'm who pretty knows? sure when that, when I that news came out, way. I said the Pens should be all over it. Yeah, I think you did. Because, yeah, um, they, they definitely should. <laughs> Quickly, uh, Carolina Hurricanes goalie, Peter Mrazek, looks like he's going to be out a lot longer than uh, expected. It looks like he that may require... Good. Yeah, he might require surgery for it. So. No. Yeah, uh, Brendan Moore said this morning it's likely he needs it now. That yeah. sucks. So that's unfortunate. Too bad for them, but like, what a great time to be looking at Reimer back there, hey? Like, that's, yeah. not, that's not so bad, I don't think. Yeah, they're back up to Nedel Jokovic or whatever his name Nedelkovic. is. Who the fuck Nedelkovic, is that? Nedelkovic, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been, he was like, he was a fairly high draft pick. And yeah, he, he was. Uh, yeah, like a prospect coming up. I think he's, what, like 26, 27 now. So, um, but goalies always develop a little bit later than players. So, who knows? Could come in and have an impact if, uh, if Reimer doesn't do so hot. Yeah, he's had uh, he's had good numbers with the Checkers, the AHL, and it's. Yeah. I think he was their third goalie in the bubble last year. Yeah. Uh, and played a little bit when, uh, you know, when the the e bug came in. So yeah, I think I think he's ready, and I mean, I believe Mrazek and Reimer are both UFAs this year, so it could be Nadelkovich's. Uh, I'm assuming they they try and bring Mrazek back, but if they let Reimer go, then Nadelkovich is just their backup. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then quickly, before your story, Mike, I want to touch on um, Andre Svechnikov's splits on the blue line to oh, like, thank goodness stay offside or stay onside, I guess. Man, what what is happening here? I didn't watch yeah. the game, so I didn't see it. But this he's literally like straddling the blue line in the splits with like uh, his his right skate, like an, a hair over the blue line to stay onside. It's nuts, and it looks like it hurts so much. The thing is, I saw the still picture, and it's it's pretty pixely. And my first thought was, "What is Svechnikov doing?" I just I don't know yeah. how. I just I just knew it was him. <laughs> Dude, I, I, first one I saw was like, yeah, I looked at like the play, and like I didn't see it right away, and I was like, like all right. And then like, I scrolled to the next picture to zoom in on him, and I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> like it looks crazy. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, his girlfriend's oh. probably just like, I know offside saying you don't get any, and he's like, gotcha. And he just <laughs> keeps her onside. He's, he's playing too much chill where, like, an offside is, like, minus 2% team play. He's like, yeah, yeah that coach. <laughs> Sorry. Brought the baby um, all over me. Yeah, so that was good. That's funny. Uh, I have one more uh, hockey-related. Uh, Travis Konechny was a health bomb. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's... Five five goals, eight points in eight games, and he was healthy scratched because Alain Vigneault didn't like his previous game. 
Like, what? what how, how does that happen? Why does that happen? He's Man. like the leading scorer on the team. Make up, like the the ex- comers. make up the excuse that you're giving your big boys a rest day. like Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I don't understand the health bomb. No. No, and like maybe it's to get under his skin and get him to perform a little bit better, but like you don't need to make it public that like you didn't like it and he's got to like figure it out. Like just tell yeah. him like, hey, I didn't like your game. You got to figure it out. You're going to sit tonight and oh, uh, rest management. Yeah, or buddy. just just pull a Lindy Ruff and include a little chirp into the post game win, and, <laughs> and I'll get him going. Yeah, yeah, TK was TK was plus tonight. Uh, that's the first. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And yeah, you guys actually see TK on the back check there. Finally, first time ever. Yeah. yeah so quick. <laughs> hey, Fairby had four goals tonight. Yeah, TK, I saw you actually come across your own red line. Like you know, <laughs> a quick here Too and there. Funny. You don't need to bench him. Yeah, but I was gonna say uh, a great performance by the team, though. Like ironically, yeah, they, yeah, they dominated. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Nolan Patrick, I'm so happy for that guy. It sits out the entire last year, uh, comes back and like he's playing first line center with Drew and JVR right now. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got smoked, uh, ate the boards a little bit on a hit that uh, he stayed down for a, a fair amount, but good to see that he seems to be all right. Yeah. JVR looks good too. Like yeah. he's just doing doing his thing around the net this year. Like JVR tips pucks. That's all he does. Goddamn right. He needs to do. <laughs> yeah. He actually. Holy shit. He leads the team. And it's not even close in points. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's, he's actually, got what? Like he's in nine, on everything. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen yeah, points in ten games. Yeah. Dude. What? Yeah. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster. Jesus. Five goals. Four on the power play. Probably all tips. Uh, yeah, eight assists, thirteen points, two pims. True. I did did that. That's I, awesome. that I did have that in my notes too. Just like the passing on that team, they're one of those teams like you guys, like we said a uh, part or two ago. Um, like Boston's power play, they've been together so long, like they know where they're gonna be, but without even looking, it's so fun to yeah. watch them move it. And yeah, if you're in front of the net, you're gonna get a lot of good chances for sure on a power play there. Yeah, they. I mean, they definitely score a lot and they spread it around. They got a lot of guys picking up a lot of points. Yeah, Joel Farabee's a guy that confuses me too. We touched on him a couple times this pod, but like first game comes out four points, three goals, one assist, or one goal, three assists, uh, and then pointless for <laughs> like yeah forever. And then the other day he scored three goals. I was like, what? He scored four goals this week. Like yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. The, the guy was a point per game and scores in a third of the games. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. I don't understand. I think that does it for the hockey talk. Yeah, let's hear got, this story. I got, I got one more story for you, Ty. I told Taylor this while you were running to grab a drink of water before we recorded. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Ty. The weirdest headline out there today. Okay. Scientists, they have taught spinach how to send emails. Elaborate. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all ears. They taught right. Spinach. Spinach, yes, spinach. <laughs> they can send emails now. Um, engineers have used nanotechnology, which allows plants to communicate with humans. Uh, <laughs> just says the news has been checking, or has, has left people checking whether it's February 1st or April 1st. Uh, <laughs> but basically, it's the spinach is apparently sending emails to the engineers when it finds specific co- uh, compounds. I don't know if it's like in the soil or what. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, and it says 
this tech can be used to detect pollution, uh, potentially upcoming droughts, and the weirdest of them all, landmines. What? Like, what is going on with spinach? Like, why is spinach the most entertaining <laughs> thing this week? That's fucking crazy. They're just gonna be. In, you're gonna see the guy in the army just like, <laughs> just stand back by our minds, and some guy just comes out with like a like a bag of spinach, and he's yeah. just like sprinkling <laughs> it on the ground. The the, uh, the the bomb the bomb squad gets replaced with a patch of spinach. Yeah, you just, just sprinkle it everywhere. They're just like sprinkling it on the ground. All of a sudden, like all of a sudden, the guy's phone goes off. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Holy, everybody, back off! We yeah. got a live one here. <laughs> spinach just fucking explodes. <laughs> Oh, that's fucking good. Yeah, the stuff. radar goes straight into the red. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Detecting at least four pounds of TNT right here. Oh, we're gonna make a meme of that. Just put a bag of spinach like a soldier's hand. Could you imagine if it was like the same reading for uh, a drought, a landmine, or like pollution in the soil? <laughs> so you're not. Yeah, you walk into thing. <laughs> yeah, you walk into a minefield and. You like sprinkle the spinach in, and then you get a reading back. You're like, "Careful, guys! We're not sure if it's pollution or a landmine. Careful!" <laughs> it's like, no, "Mark, this yes. is rural Louisiana. I think we're okay for landmines." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what's uh, we love ending the ending the pod on some random ass stuff, eh? Man, just happened to find that before we started recording, and that was it was too good not to. There was no segue for that, so I like that. That's a good one. And that's gonna is that gonna do it for for Epi Seven? I think that's that that's gonna wrap her up. That's a good good long one. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much to everybody for listening. Hoser's panel. We'll be back every every Monday night, Tuesday morning. And uh, yeah, like we said uh, a little earlier, if you want to join in on that uh, Hoser's pick of the day, feel free to follow us on Twitter. We'll do it all there. Uh, let us know what you think for the Hoser's Big Three, and yeah, follow us Twitter, Instagram. At Hoser's panel. Yeah. Yeah, if Raheem. you ever have any... Oh, yeah, Raheem. Way to keep go, it buddy. Up. Keep it up, Keep Raheem. it up. Keep going. Coming you want to get that another shout-out uh, shout on the pod and win some merch maybe at the end of the, end of the year. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter and let us know who you got. Um, and, yeah, if you ever have any, uh, like, suggestions or ideas that you uh, want to see us uh, maybe bring to fruition or also any questions you want us to answer or like talk about get ty's crazy opinion on uh <laughs> let us let us know we're definitely definitely into it we'd love to hear it yeah. i was gonna say I'm, I'm so on fire this year for my picks i might just have to pick one every time see if you can get one before me maybe we'll just get you a new make you a new co-host have my job <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like 40 games in a season still nothing right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't have a real serious talk with me too funny alright episode 7 it's in the books peace out fellas see you next week see you next week pardon me (laughs) thanks everybody for listening go Bolts